Boogity, boogity, boogity. It's episode 69. Crew Chief Mark Meyerhoff here. Daytona Speed Weeks is in the books. We've got all the recap coming up on the Race Day Rewind. It's Mike on the mic. Mike Mueller. USAC kicks off Spring Cars Bubba Raceway Park. World of All Law Late Models at Volusia. East Bay 360 Natties. It all went down this last weekend. I think boogity, boogity, boogity is an understatement. Oh, yeah. That left a long time ago. Heifed. Daytona 500 in the books. Dunzo. Recording immediately following the 64th running of the Daytona 500. It was a wild race. I mean, it was it was different. Different. A lot to recap on that. A lot of action all weekend long down at Daytona. It was busy. A lot to get to. I want to give props to my guy over here, Mike and the Mike, killing it with the French dip sliders today. Wasn't bad at all. Dude, delicious. It was good, man. Fired up the old pit boss, some French dip sliders on there, and it, it was lights out. It was delicious. It's so good. I mean, I think, well, you asked me what I wanted on mine. I don't know what it is with you and Taylor, but you guys have this weird obsession with mushrooms. It's not weird. It's normal. That's weird. <laughs> and so, thankfully, and a thank you, I appreciate your uh, courtesy, courtesy for making a few that did not have mushrooms on it. So I had my own little side of the pan. Right. And just, I think I maybe had six total. They were good, man. So good. Then the burnt ends that you made. I know you were a little, not totally 100% on them, but I still thought they were pretty good. They were good. Just I wasn't satisfied with the way they turned out, but I mean, I'm not going to throw them away. No, no. I think they turned out great. Uh, You know, it was a beautiful day here today in the great state of Minnesota. It was nice out. 40 some degrees, a little breezy. Yeah, a little breezy, but man, sun popping out, melting some snow. Man, I'm getting excited for summer. Could, couldn't ask for a better day. That's why uh, Mike on the mic here got busy with his uh, Chef Boyardee skills, making a, a fantastic feast for us here on Daytona 500 Sunday. I'm full because I got six French dip sliders in me. I probably got about 17 McUltras in me. <laughs> that was a good one. Same here, man. Some French dip sliders, some burnt ends. I also had an armadillo egg. Couple, couple of Captain Diets, McUltras. It was, it was a good day, man, watching the 500. It was good. We got a lot to get to here on episode 69 of the Reaction Time Sports Podcast, Daytona 500 recap, dirt track recap. Tim Shinian with the Racing Insiders is going to pop on live from Daytona. It's episode 69, man. So our main event, the driver of the 69S, Johnny Lure. I'm excited for you guys to hear that one. It was a good time. Got Johnny back here in studio. Uh, it, it's a good amount of content. I can't wait for you guys to hear that one. 
But before we get to all that fun stuff, like I said, we got a lot of racing to recap. Yes, we do. It's the Race Day Rewind presented by the Racing Insiders. The Racing Insiders, your one-stop pit stop for everything. NASCAR, ARCA Trucks, Xfinity, and the Cup Series. You can find it all on theracinginsiders.com or head on over and find the Racing Insiders on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube. Great content. These guys kill it. Tim was on last episode, previewed Daytona 500 on episode 68. I think we were all pretty close on what the expectations were. Go ahead on back over there and check that one out if you uh, want to see if we are able to predict the future. A lot of dirt action this weekend. USAC Sprint Cars kick off at Bubba Raceway Park. Emerson Axum picks up his first win Thursday night on the rubber. Oh, man. Pretty damn cool. I mean, you know, get his first win, first race of the year, point leader. Friday night, Justin Grant wins. Three out of four for USAC. One of the sprint car picked up both wins last weekend in the midget. Saturday, come back for championship night. Top five are locked in. A little bit of a different format. Pretty cool deal. Doesn't matter. Emerson Axum wins from fourth. Let's go, Emerson Axum. Second one of the year. He earned that one, passing all them guys. He's the champion. 10000 bucks at the Bubba Raceway Park. Not bad. Your first full season. He, he ran some races last year with USAC. A couple of races. And had a chance to win one of them. Yeah, he did. And you come out your first weekend full time and go two for three. Little upset with the the night the Thursday night win just because it was a little rubber down. Right. And he said that in his uh victory lane interview, but uh, you know, he worked for that one on Saturday night. Yes, he did, and it, it was cool to see him come out of there. Strong start. Let's just see if he can continue the momentum. No, it'll be good. I'm excited. Like I said, if there's somebody that can do it this year, the throne, the, the baconator. They know what they're doing, man. That that Clawson Marshall team's got it hooked up. Yeah, they do. I mean, it's gonna it's gonna be a battle. It's it's way too early, but great start for the youngster. World of all the late models, Volusia Speedway, the Dirt Car Nationals, Garden Sheds on Wheels, as Mark likes to call it. Again. Wednesday night, Brandon Overton picks up the win. He had a hot start to the year, led a lot of races, not as many wins as I would have predicted. Thursday night, the Mac Daddy, Dale McDowell, second win of the year in a World of Outlaw late model. Pretty cool for him. Like we said, beat cancer, comes back two, two wins out of the three races so far. Friday, Dennis Herb Jr., the one-man band, picks up wins. Second win down there for him. Saturday, Chris Madden picks it up to win and loses the championship in the Big Gator to Devin Moran, the Big Gator champion. So pretty dang cool for all them guys. A lot of races down there for the late models. Point leader, Chris Madden, Dale McDowell, Dennis Herb Jr., and Bishop surprisingly in fourth, leading, leaving Volusia. Can we can we cool it now? Is is all the late model action? Are we going to take a little bit of a breather here? Yeah, not as many late model races <laughs> coming up as you'd like to think, though. Bristol, okay. you know, coming up in March, which you know, I have my eyes glued to that. I'm all, I want to watch all the racing I can get. Don't get me wrong. Right. It was a lot every night they ran. It was nuts. And we can all just kind of sit back and relax. Now my wife doesn't have to go ugh <laughs> again. Right. With the flow. Or the dirt vision. Yep. Can we just sit down and watch an episode of One Tree Hill? <laughs> no, honey. We can't. What? <laughs> Speaking of flow, East Bay 360 Nationals were on flow. Really? Yep. Thursday. Okay. Mark Smith wins. He's uh he's got that place figured out. He's super fast down there. Friday night, Aaron Reitzel passes Mark Smith in the late stages, picks up his first one of the year. Chassis legal? Well, I mean it's to be determined, but okay. they gave him the trophy. Oh. So a good deal for him in that Toyota 360. And then Saturday, Sam Hayfertine Jr. crowned king of the 360 Nationals down there at East Bay. So cool for him. He's a great 360 runner. 
Mark Smith was second. Terry McCarroll third. Terry McCarroll's won this race multiple times. He's super quick down there. So it was a good end of the year for the East Bay Raceway with the sprint cars. It was a good one. World of Outlaws are up next weekend. Where? The Mag and the Rev. Oh, that's right. USAC's off for a little bit. 360s, you know, like that USCS deal that they run down there. They're running nonstop. But Late Models and Lucas, they're off for a couple weeks. So a little regrouping and get ready for the, you know, the summer series to start. Next weekend, we do it all over again. We get some we get some World Outlaws action two nights. Some more Cup Series racing. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be like the dog days of summer, man. Just starting right up here and... uh you know, first set last week in February, actually. Yeah, dog days of summer when we're supposed to get like 10 inches of snow tomorrow night. That's not going to be fun. I hope you're ready to shovel. Shovel? Yeah. Snow blowing. I haven't had to use it all year. Time to Some manual up. labor wouldn't be bad. No, but like if you have something that does it for you, work smarter, not harder. Well, it's not like it's going to matter anyway because I'm going to beat you home from work, so I'll be the one stuck doing it. I just really hope it's not that much snow. Oh, it's going to be. It said 6 to 11 from what I read. Jesus. Only state where you can really legit have all four seasons. In one day. Daytona Speed Weeks wrapped up in the books. Next-gen car debuts. New faces in new places. Drivers switching around in all three series. Corey Heim winning it at the ARCA series as... uh. Tim likes to put it, the ARCA No Break series, I think he likes to say. Right. Uh, those guys, uh, I don't know if they need to work. I don't know if they're using app obsolete technology in the ARCA series, but apparently nobody knows when a yellow comes out. It's just one of them deals where they don't have, you know, they don't have the best spotters <laughs> also. so I don't know what's going on there, but uh, Corey Heim picks it up in the ARCA series. Friday night, it's trucks. Zane Smith with Front Row Motorsports picks That's up the dub. That's pretty cool. Last year's champion, starting off the year with the win, locked into the playoffs. Going to be an easy summer. No, absolutely. I agree. Ben Rhodes comes home second. Christian Eckes third. Ben Rhodes going for that second straight win in the truck series at Daytona. Just comes up one spot short. It's been again super speedway racer lately, and uh, it's showing. No, Ben Rhodes, really good. One of my more favorite guys in the truck series. Xfinity series on Saturday. That one got a little wild as well. But new face in new place coming up from the truck series. Austin Hill for RCR in the Xfinity series picks up the win. Really, really good racer on the super speedways when he was racing trucks. Yeah, he's got a truck win at Daytona. Now he's got an Xfinity win. First race with RCR. Man, I think he's going to be good. I think he's uh, he's got what it is. I completely agree. The Dinger, second. I thought he was going to get the win. Guy says he hates restrictor plate racing, but he's really, really good at it. He's good, man. He zigged when he should have zagged and gave up that win, and it's pretty unfortunate. It would have been cool to see him pick up a win at Daytona. And then Noah Gregson, former guest here on RTS, coming home third. Had a chance. He led some laps in that race on Saturday, man. He had a serious chance. He did. He looked really good, and circumstances played out. I wish that one would have went back to the checkered flag. It would have been a good race to see. No, it definitely would have. I think... Uh, Gregson Eggs absolutely had the car to do it on Saturday. Yes. Would have loved to have seen it, but hey, you just finish off. You, you start the season with top three. You know, surprise a little bit of a surprise in Austin Hill. Right. Uh, so just kind of the same situation as Zane Smith. Going to sleep a little easier for the rest of the season to the playoff start for the Xfinity Series. And Austin Hill, he's a good he's a good racer, man. He is. So there's no doubt in my mind, you know, RCR's got some really good stuff in the Xfinity Series. I think that they could definitely be a force to reckon with in the Xfinity Series this year. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see him pick up another uh, win or two. 
I agree. I think he, he'll probably get a win, and he's going to be tough come playoffs. He's done it before. He's a truck series champ. He can do it. But the one that counted the most that just wrapped up just a few minutes ago down there in Daytona, Florida, the Daytona 500. It's over, man. Surprise winner. I did not see that coming, and uh, it was it was an interesting race. It was. It had a lot of factors, a lot of things, you know, like with the questions we have with the car, what new teams, rookies were going to do. I think we got some answers on that. Yeah, 100%. It's like you said, man, new faces, new places, and uh, it continued all the way through Sunday. But to help us with a Daytona 500 recap, our previous guest on the Reaction Time Sports podcast, episode 68. Mr. TRI? Yeah, live from Daytona International Speedway, in person, just got a picture of Austin Sindrick's car in Victory Lane. Tim's literally just a couple feet away. Nice. The Racing Insiders, Tim Shinion. Tim, live from Daytona. How's it going, man? How was it? Hey, Mark. Uh, great, uh, uh, great to hear from you, uh, man. It was a, uh, it was a heck of a race, heck of a week. Um, all, all together down here at Daytona. Just stepped out of the media center here, over by the garages. It's a ghost town now. Everyone's already packed up and and uh, going to be heading out here shortly. Awesome, man. I was, I know you and me were staying in contact while you were down there. You, uh, we'll have to post the picture that you sent me. We got reaction time sports ended up on, uh, ended up on the asphalt there at Daytona international speedway. So we appreciate that. Thank you very much. Uh, just to break down a lot of stuff went on here in the 500 today. You have a rookie winner, first time, uh, winner in the cup series, uh, second attempt at the 500, uh, new face in a new place, uh, Austin Cendrick in the Blue Deuce, even though it really wasn't the Blue Deuce, but hey, that's what <laughs> I like to call it. Strong all day, uh, showed a lot of speed. The Fords have been fast all weekend. Uh, sleeper pick, I think, for most, but I don't know if we really, really thought that he would be able to do it. Yeah, definitely. Well, I, I remember when I was on your show last week, we were talking, uh, you know, I had a feeling the winner was going to come from the Penske camp. And I, I, I had my money down on Logano and Blaney. Um, I knew Fords were going to be fast down there. Um, just from the practice sessions that they had back in January, Fords led every single race practice, all five of them. Um, so I, I knew they were going to be pretty strong this year. Um, at the Daytona 500, and uh, I, I would I would say Austin Centric is the surprise out of the other two of Logano and Blaney um, to pull off the victory, but uh, Penske was able to do it. The Fords, like you said, fast all week. It was every time you seem to look at the leaderboard, it was Fords at the top of the chart all day today. Uh, you know, even RFK, for example, uh, they stayed pretty consistent up there until some, you know, late race mayhem. Uh, Kozlowski obviously made it to the finish, but obviously got wrecked there coming to the line. Busher up there all day. The Ford, the Ford showed a lot of strength. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, we, we saw it right away in practice at the duels. Ford's dominated one, two, three, four finish in the first one. And then the, the late wreck by, by Logano and Harrison Burton and Chris Busher, but, uh, we would have, we would have had Fords in the top six there. So a lot of it was strategy, but, uh, I, I think on top of it, these Fords are, are, are very fast right now. What were your thoughts on Harrison Burton's flip? That car got turned around and sideways and the air kind of took it and he flipped, you know, pretty wild there. I was pretty surprised that the air caught it that quick. Harrison Burton was kind of my, my sleeper pick all week. And it was kind of interesting because I, I, I followed him pretty closely throughout the week 
it was funny just uh, seeing him and talking to him on Thursday. Uh, he he's walking through the garage with a credential card because people didn't know who he was in the garage area, and a lot of the officials were 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 not sure who he was. Most drivers don't need to have a credential card with them. Um, so it's, it's kind of funny to watch him, you know, kind of just pace back and forth in the garage, not really sure what to do to, to then leading I believe it was like the third practice session. He was in that wreck. I talked to him after the wreck and, uh, they were able to repair that car after the second dual race. Um, and he was pretty excited for, for today. And yeah, unfortunately was caught up, um, kind of right at the, uh, end of stage one. And, uh, man, he was, he was leading quite a few laps though, leading up to it. Um, I think, I think you should kind of keep an eye on, on Harrison throughout the rest of the year. We got a pretty strong rookie class. No, I, we definitely do, uh, kind of on the topic of that, some, uh, some, some surprises here in the top 10, but what else is new? It's the Daytona 500. We, you never know who's going to win or who's going to finish wearing this thing. Uh, Bubba Wallace coming home with yet again, another second place finish in the great American race. Chase Briscoe taking home third, uh, after being one lap down, I thought a crucial move for him was, uh, after a round of pit stops and him getting off the pace, uh, the lead lap cars came up on him and he moved up and blocked and was able to keep himself from uh, uh, having to worry about the lucky dog or taking a wave around there. Uh, there was a very critical point for Chase in the race uh, to sustain that and then race his way back up to a third place finish. You know, we were talking about the Ford power. Ford was up front throughout the entire race. We did see a little bit of, uh, you know, mix up with, with, uh, with uh, Ricky Stenhouse and a Chevy and some of the Toyotas, but Ford definitely dominated that. And he was able to just kind of go right in line with them and, and continue on. And we saw, we saw enough wrecks throughout the race that I think, you know, it kind of, it, it split up the race well enough. And we, he was able to get uh, one of the free passes, I believe after the, Kurt Bush crash and the Tyler Reddick crash and was able to, to come back around. Um, you know, we, we end up seeing, uh, I believe it was Daniel Hamrick. He had a penalty early to start be- the race before the race started and he went two laps down. And by the end of stage two, he was back on the lead lap. So, um, you're never out of it until you're out of it here at Daytona or Talladega. No, I completely agree. And I think the final storyline that I think will come out of this. And I think, uh, another certain podcast that's got a little more notoriety, notoriety than us to uh, say uh, door bumper clear might have some fun with this one this week, but, uh, <laughs> Rick Ware racing, David Reagan, eighth and Cody Ware 17th so if you want to call it what it is top 10 in a top 20 for Rick Ware racing in the Daytona 500 we've always seen it David Reagan pretty strong at these races uh several top 10 finishes in the Daytona 500 I don't want to keep going back to, to, to talking about Ford, but that switch to Ford and having uh, the the Roush Yates engines, um, but uh, Stuart Stuart Haas prepared cars. We're gonna we're gonna see we're gonna see where their talent really lays uh, this season because they're gonna they're gonna have top they're gonna have some some top equipment as they go throughout the season. Yeah, absolutely. Switching to Ford and, you know, the new car, everybody's going to be more com- competitive. What would you have to say was the biggest, like, upset for you all day 2500 weekend and what you saw? You kind of have to go towards towards Austin Sendrick. Um, he won at Daytona last year in the Xfinity Series, um, but stepping into a new car um, with Penske Racing and 
being in the Cup Series. I mean, he, he he I think he did five starts last year in the Cup Series, and he ran well most of those races. I know he was in the top five the last lap of the Daytona 500 last year before getting caught up in the in the big wreck with the number two and 22 last year. So a lot of new Daytona winners. You know, we had we had Austin Hill in the Xfinity Series. We saw. Um, Zane Smith with a new team um, in the 38. Um, it is all about new drivers and new places for all three of these these races this year. The hype of the Daytona Speed Weeks has come to a close. I think we got a lot of answers on some things that we were curious about with this new car. Uh, drivers in new places, like you said. Uh, the new teams and how they would perform. But we, as we all know, Daytona is a one big crapshoot. We don't know what's going to happen. It's the most unpredictable race of the season. Next week, we head to California. We are going to get, this is going to be the first true test and showing of what this car is going to do. Did it equal out the playing field? What are these underfunded teams going to do? And who's kind of figured it out? You know, stuff we all talked about on our episode, just, you know, just one episode to go. California coming up next week. Uh, your thoughts on heading out west and what to expect? We we've definitely seen some part failures of of rear ends and um, and rear gears and uh, tires and wheels. So I I think it's going to be very interesting and something to watch closely. Uh, you know, we had three or four wheels actually break uh, today, and they're going to be very high speeds again at Auto Club out in Fontana. So um, it'll be it'll be interesting to see if that trend continues. Um, I know the wheels or the tires not having inner liners anymore has been a big issue uh, today during the Daytona 500, which I don't think was expected. So you know, um, brand new car, these things are gonna these it's gonna it's gonna take some time time to figure out the parts and pieces needed to make these cars as perfect as NASCAR wants them. Um, so I, I would say that those are some of the big storylines I'm watching going into auto club. It's going to be, uh, it's going to be interesting to see, uh, we got a week to figure it out and we're going to find out, uh, what this car is truly all about for the first time on a non short track and a non super speedway this coming Sunday at auto club speedway out in California, Tim, we appreciate you calling in live from Daytona. Uh, super cool deal, man. I appreciate everything you did down there for us. It looks like you had a great time. Uh, wish you nothing but the best and safe travels back here to uh, Minnesota. Sounds great. We'll see you back in studio soon. Live from Daytona International Speedway, Racing Insiders, Tim Shinion. On spot, man. Looks like he's having a lot of fun. Got to see Daytona, all the races, man. See Bunch of first-time winners at Daytona in all three different series and all new cars. Pretty cool. Yeah, and he's going to be going to a ton more races this year, just like we talked about last episode. So yeah. that probably won't be the last time that we get a live on location in Victory Lane. I agree, man. That's pretty cool to be down there at Daytona, Victory Lane, see Cindric, see it all. Race Day Rewind, presented by the Racing Insiders. The RTS main event. It's a good one. Yeah, you're gonna need some chips and guacamole. Yeah, seriously, bust up, bust out your favorite beverage. Yep, your favorite snack. For me, you know, it's dill pickle chips. That's one of my favorite snacks. But Johnny, Johnny's got a whole different dill pickle story for you. I'm just gonna break. I'm just gonna give it to you the way it is. We're in here for a significant amount of time. Let's just put it that way. You know, we we were probably drinking some beers. 
Yeah, I mean, just we'll a couple. A, put in a good shift. Yeah, it was a good shift. You know, put you know we you know it may not be honest work, but it's work. So there might have been a point in this podcast where all of a sudden we had to hit the pause button and we might have had to stop off at the rest area. Hundred percent true. And what proceeded to happen after that might have been a 45-minute to an hour break. Like you said, we're always working here at the RTS studios. But in between that time, there might have been a little more consumption. So at some point, you might see the rails come off, and you're going to be like, how in the world did it go from this to that? Driver of the 69S... Proud to say a reaction time sports 69S. Johnny Lightning Lure on episode 69 of the Reaction Time Sports Podcast. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is what a sprint car sounds like when you're driving it. Back at it, here, live, local, in the light speed equipment, RTS Studios, episode 69, presented by DK Designs. It's main event time. Sure is. It's time to throw the green flag on this bad boy, because, whoo, is it going to be a, it's going to be a ride. It's a long one. It's a good one. Main event, presented by Pretty. Polish Junkie. You can find them over at Pretty Polish Junkie on Facebook and Instagram. Or you can head on over to PrettyPolishJunkie.com and you got to get some nails. And Jody does a hell of a job of getting these nails. Check flags, pretty prints, different colors. Got to make it happen, man. Women like to look good and best way to do it has some good looking nails. I might have to get some. You going to get some nails done? Well, we might have a bet with Sean coming up here. Uh-oh. I, I don't want to allude to it yet. I got, we might have to confirm at the kickoff party coming up here on 26th, the UMSS kickoff party at the Rendezvous in Somerset, Wisconsin. Don't forget. When's that? February 26th. What time? 2 p.m. Wow, that looks good. I might have to show up. Oh, yeah, you better be there. <laughs> <laughs> Can't do this all alone. Right. So UMSS kickoff party this Saturday, Rendezvous, Somerset, Wisconsin. But the main event, presented by Pretty Polish Junkie, head on over to prettypolishjunkie.com, get a sample request, gift cards, how-to videos. They're 100% real nail polish, last 7 to 10 days, no dry time, that's key. That's key. Nobody wants to wait for the nails. That's convenient. And they're made here right in the great old country of the U.S. of A. God bless America. Prettypolishjunkie.com. Look them up, man. Beat those buttons. Like, follow, share, subscribe. Do it. Driver of the 69S traditional sprint car, Johnny Lightning Lure, here on the Reaction Time Sports Podcast. Yeah, that about sums it up. It's what it is, Mark. I'm not going to lie to you. I kind of wish I would have had the mics hot for like the last, I don't know, about 15 minutes. Would have been a good one. It is episode 69. Whoa, happy meal for two. Right? And this episode's only going to happen once in RTS history. Yeah, I mean, that's it. I mean, you, I mean, we could have 169, 269, 369, but it's not the OG 69. Right. We got to have Mr. 69 
in studio for episode 69. How did you book Brady Bacon? I don't know, man. I know that he, yeah, he's racing right now and everything, but he took the time out of his day to call in RTS. That's pretty cool because he had a bad night last night. For him to do something like that, pretty incredible. Yeah. So right now we'd like to bring to you... Driver of the Fathead 69, uh, or 69, <laughs> i just give up. Johnny Lures in studio. What's up, man? Nothing. What's up? I did have a bad night last night, so tonight I'm going to be just sitting in the stands, not driving the Fathead car. I put uh, Ciciana in it. Um, I'm going to be just pounding Coors Lights. Hey, man. Thanks for coming in. It's episode 69. I told you months ago that we were reserving this episode just for you. Right on. So I think if we're going to have this be my episode, it's episode 69 s i can definitely do that you know when we put the whole promo like i'll put an s next to the nine and i'll 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 say it like that i'll be cool perfect that means i'm uh calling my shot now i want to be on episode 695 too (laughs) are we gonna make it that long (laughs) (laughs) well you know kind of speaking of that we went we went back through our trusty notebook here you are the record holder for most appearances on Reaction Time Sports, and this is your seventh time on the show. That's because I just show up for free. You had to get a contract like I did. I know. <laughs> Exclusive contract. Yes. There's a lot of fine print, though. You got to do weird stuff, but I'm still paying for it for skipping the parade last year, so <laughs> where's my 50 bucks? <laughs> Well, no, we already made, we already talked about this. We, we did the 4th of July parade at Forest Lake last right. year and Johnny drove my truck. We hauled the trailer with the, with the 69 S machine behind and uh giant drill. Well, and, and I totally appreciative of that since it was the first year we did this. Well, we're going to do it again this year. So breaking news, we're, we'll be back in the 4th of July parade. As long as Johnny will be cool with it. Sure. I'll drive this year. Okay. That's you, cool. And you can wave to everybody. Right on. So if I were you, July is about five months away. I just start practicing your parade wave. I'm good. I, I just, I got to get online and order myself a Speedo. Can we put the RTS logo on it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just give them one out of the t-shirt trailer. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. New merchandise. Right. <laughs> we, got, we got zebra print. We got leopard print. We got all the prints. There might have been one left in the jet. Who knows? <laughs> I want to wear one of them RTS thongs. I heard you guys are selling those. <laughs> what size do you need? <laughs> Extra small. What do you think? Well, if you you know watch the TikTok page, you would be able to see what, you know how they look. Go ahead. Laugh it up. Mike just schooled me on uh, on technology because I'm not the most technological and made fun of me as I was downloading TikTok. Yeah, that was pretty funny. I'm <laughs> was, sure it was. I'm just, yeah, that was good. Bra- breaking news once again, and, and this kind of happened on our last episode. Mike's like the new uh, TMZ of RTS, if you want to call it that. So breaking news. Well, if you ever want to break into Johnny's phone, just take his case off. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> awesome i'm gonna have to find a new hiding place right johnny lure is on tiktok make does, sure you follow <laughs> does tmz does tmz stand for the mic zone the mic Ooh, zone that's a good one wow that's a good one. yeah so john lure on tiktok follow at john lure i think that's what it is i don't know for sure we'll have to go back and check the tapes yeah i'm not exactly sure how tiktok works but seventh appearance on the pod. Lucky number seven. Yep. 
super happy to be associated with that number. What a <laughs> shitty number. I was going to say, that's, what's that's what's the odds? That's a terrible number. This is 7A, not 7B. All right, good. <laughs> do I get a handful of cornflakes or something with that? Yeah, we do, actually. we got the, we, that's, your, that's your contingency prize for showing up today. You get a box of cornflakes. That's perfect. I love cereal. So you've been on here multiple times. I know you guest hosted a couple times with me when we've had other guests on the show. Uh, you, you had your own episode, episode four, way on. We're talking, that was probably two years ago. Yeah, it was a long time ago. In fact, if you're listening to this now and haven't checked out episode four, you should go back and listen to episode four. You can hear all about the good old days of asphalt racing before I got myself a sprint car and hooked up with Mark and got thrust into all this insanity. Yeah, who would have thought? Would you ever think in your day, be like, wow, I'm going to be a part of a podcast? <laughs> no, but... You never know what's going to happen. So, so that's kind of what I'm kind of what I'm getting at is, you know, tonight's, you know, it's kind of a 2021 recap. What's going to happen in 2022? What you've been up to during the off season? If you want the background on Johnny, go back to episode four, long time ago, long, long time ago, and other episodes he's been. He had a good run there. I think it was episodes between twenty three and twenty six. He had a, he had a three episode streak. Nice. So he put the frequent flyer miles on there. And then uh, you did a Chili Bowl episode. You guest host with Miles Tomlinson and Mike before he came became a co-host of the racing portion of things. And uh, yeah, you've 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 made some uh, frequent trips on the show. Yeah, it's been good. Victory I, Lane edition. I did. I did do that once. I haven't done a lot of Victory Lane episodes, <laughs> but whatever. A couple every now and again. <laughs> Save them. It's a true story. But uh, yeah, so if you want the background on Johnny, head back to episode four. Uh, but kind of talking, you know, the whole 69 premise of things, if you want to call that, what the episode and I'm the driver of the 69 S in the in studio uh, for anybody that I don't know if we touched base this on episode four, but kind of getting things kicked off here. Why the number 69? Um, because when I started racing, I was super immature and uh, I couldn't get 55 because someone had that already. 69 it is. And why the S? Let's say I didn't hit puberty until late. And so I kind of had kind of a high voice <laughs> and uh, some people were making fun of me and calling me Skippy. So that's what the S is for. Clarification. It's probably a lot more interesting story than than people give me credit for, but whatever. Well, so here, here here's why I bring it up is because I don't think because I, I I'm losing track of time. How many years have we been racing together now? Was it we're going on four or five? I think it's five. Yeah, something like that. And I don't think I asked you up until two years ago what the S was for. Right. So, because, you know, the whole, you know, you're like the biggest little kid that I know. Is that a compliment? It is a compliment. <laughs> we have a good time when we're together. Well, you know, you know what they say, if you start acting your age, you're going to die. So. I've never heard that one, Skippy. <laughs> well, you know. That's funny. But so I, I never, you know, when I saw the number, the 69, and I saw the S, I'm like, okay, this is just like 69 S. You know, you kind of go, you kind of picking up my drift here. 69s. You know, and S, you know, you kind of picking up. I, I didn't know up until a couple of years ago what the S was for. And he completely caught me off guard with why the S. And, you know, and now all of you know. Yeah, I had no idea. So what was your whole, uh, why'd you want to be 55? That uh, was my football number when I was a kid. Oh, okay. And so they had it. And then when, when I got into, uh, when I got done asphalt racing and came 
to the sprint cars or whatever, um, I was actually going to go back to 55, but, um, Joseph had that, so I couldn't. And I don't know, I was kind of used to signing my name with a 69 S next to it. So here we are. Keep the tradition rolling. Right. Plus it saves on vinyl because sixes and I can just order a bunch of sixes. I don't have to buy, you know, numbers or anything. I it's, get it. It's pretty good. You can just spin them around. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Keeping the budget. We're on budget cuts. You know, you know, price of vinyl and stick on numbers, everything's going up. I mean, and plus, who knows when you're going to get them. They're probably stuck on a container out in the Pacific. <laughs> it's a true story. Inflation. It's we're, we're in the midst of the off season, but we are we are close. April 2nd is not too far away. 43 days. There you go. Official countdown. 43 days till opener, scheduled opener at I'm, Cedar Lake. I'm impressed you know exactly how many days away that is. You must well, be really looking forward to the opener. Well, you know, I am. But, uh, no, this guy, this um, <clears throat> photographer that I follow on Facebook, he posted a picture of Adam Hensel and Daryl Nelson yesterday. And he's like, we're 44 days away. So I subtracted a day, and I'm going with 43 for a day. But, no, it's, uh, it's coming up, man. It's close. It really is. We're getting close to opener. It's been a long off season. We're ready to go back racing. What the hell have you been up to? You know, to be honest, I really haven't been up to that much. Working a lot, trying to work on my fitness. You know, we got a new weight rule this year, and for once in my life, I want to try and actually have to worry about it. You know, there's nothing new to report out of the shop. It's We're running the same stuff we were running last year. Thankfully, all my... I think all my marketing partners, or as I like to call them, sponsors. <laughs> it's are, a more professional term. Are coming back next year. I, we had a really good, what year was last year, 2021. You know, we're just looking forward to the more of the same in 2022. Well, you've, you've, been, up to, so you've been up to some stuff. I know you like your brew tours. I think you just got back from one from the Dakotas. I said, come on, honey, we're going to go somewhere fancy. So I took her to Fargo. Going to Applebee's. Well, we didn't know. <laughs> Come on, I'm on a budget. Um, no, so we, uh, we we went up there and uh, and and we uh, we hit a bunch of tap rooms. She's already bugging me to go back because she wants to. Uh, we got these little passport things, and if you go to all the tap rooms and turn it in at the Chamber of Commerce, you get a free T-shirt. We all um, like free. We do. If, yes. If it's for free, then it's for me. Boom. There you go. Plug right there. Um, <laughs> Got the sounder I was looking for. <laughs> yeah. So we did that and it was a good time. You know, I, I wouldn't, and when you, you know, when you think craft beer scene, I don't think of Fargo, North Dakota, but they had a ton of great tap rooms up there. So, and by the way, if anyone from the Fargo Chamber of Commerce is listening, feel free. I'll, you know, I got room on the side of my car for you. <laughs> Send the check. Sounds like we'll be racing in North Dakota a little more this year. <laughs> nice. Well, at least I know where to stop and get beer on the way. Out of everything, I know you were kind of raving about it. We were talking about it a little bit before we started recording. Is something about pickle beer? There is. There's a um I I asked Santa Claus for a DRC for Christmas this year and apparently and? apparently I was um Were you naughty? Uh, well, apparently I didn't have a big enough chimney to have it stuffed in there. So, um Instead, I I got I found a tap room called DCR, which I got did get a sweatshirt from there, which is kind of cool. They have a pickle beer, oddly enough. Pickle beer. Yes, pickle beer. And so we were sitting there and and um, you know, having trying their beers, and they didn't really have anything that was that great. 
you know, that was just blowing us away. But we kept noticing these people were coming in and they were buying stacks of four packs of this beer. And so just on a whim, we tried it. Well, we found out why they were buying stacks of four packs of them because we went home with a stack of four packs. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, so you're telling me that you were carrying contraband, contraband across state borders, state lines. I may or may not have moved. What are they? What are the, um, uh, what do you call that? A bootlegger or moonshiner? Moonshiner runner? bootlegger. Yeah, moonshine yeah. runner. Let me tell you, the Kia, it's pretty good if you want to smuggle some illegal alcohol. <laughs> I saw on Facebook today, you can get that beer at uh, G. Will Liquors. Free plug. They're out of it right now because it's all at my house. <laughs> get the address. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I hope, hopefully, they'll restock soon because it's pretty good. When it comes to the craft beers, you're a heavy beer guy. I do. I like you like your dark, chewy beers. I do. I like a beer you can chew, but I only like it in the wintertime. Summertime is not stout season. No. Right. That's light season. That's a true story. That's Colorado Kool-Aid season. It is. So did you find one out there that you liked? Uh, where in Fargo? Yeah, dark beer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I found a ton of them. Um, there's a place up there called Drecker. Uh, free plug for them. Um, they had a great one. I can't remember the name. See, here's the problem when, when you go on a tap room tour. You remember the first one, but then after that, the details get a little foggy. Because you get, kind of blend together. Yep. Because you're getting the heavy beers, man. It's a true story. Yeah, it's like one and done. I think I had one that was up there. It was like 13% or Damn. something. It was just like, I got done with it, and I was just all, this is a radio show, so you can't see the face I'm making, but it was, yeah, it was really good. But you could only have one or two or four. Or six. Mm-hmm. Couldn't have six. <laughs> so what was your favorite? The dark or the pickle? Uh the dark. Dark, the dark all day. Yeah. Yeah. The pickle the pickle one was good, but it was only good, I think, um, because of the novelty of it, just because it was so different from anything I had before. Right. I'm gonna say it tasted like a dill pickle potato chip, but it wasn't quite that much pickle. If that makes sense. So kind of like a light beer with like a pickle aftertaste almost. That's or? yeah, that's okay. exactly how I would describe it. It's, it was really good. I, <clears throat> I had one at state fair a couple of years ago. They had a dill pickle beer and that was pretty damn good. Yeah. It's kind of what it tasted like. Last weekend I learned that if, uh, Amy went and made some beers, my, my lovely bride, Mrs. Lure. What's up, Amy? Hey babe, how you doing? Oh, what up? I'm sure she's enjoying some pickle beers right now as we're recording this. I hope there's some left for me. Uh, she went and brewed some beers at uh, the 10K Brewery in Anoka. She was telling me that day, if if you have a beer or whatever that tastes like, you know, let's say Jolly Ranchers or something, in order to have that sort of taste in there, you have to add, you know, like if you're making a barrel, say a 55-gallon barrel of it, you got to have like four times the amount of whatever flavor it is you're putting in there. So it's it shocked me that they had to put that much in there. It sounded like the process was pretty pretty interesting. A lot of ratios and goofy mathematicals and things that I are just above my head. But I do enjoy some barley and hops. <laughs> There's nothing better than a good brewery. The local one down here, they had a peanut butter one the other day I had, and that was really good. Uncommon loon. I've been there a few times, and, and they're pretty good. It bothers me every time I drive up here because I don't swing in. Maybe yeah. I, maybe on the way home. I was say stop on by, grab a growler, head on back to the YZ out of the north. It's a true story. might happen. 
what is one thing that maybe Mike and I or anybody else might not know that you enjoy doing when you're not racing? You know, gosh, I don't like what's your go to? You get off work early, you get home, um, no one's there, you're by yourself, just chilling. Drinking beer or whiskey is not an option. Damn it. Um, <laughs> you know, actually, I'll tell you, here's the thing. Anybody that watches, I know you guys watch YouTube. Mm-hmm. I really am a huge fan of uh, the YouTube shows or channels where they take, they go out and they find some, you know, old junk car out in a field and make it run and then drive it somewhere. I think that is the coolest thing ever. You know, for instance, there's a guy, a big fan actually, check out his YouTube channel. It's the Vice Crip Garage. That guy makes me laugh every time. I don't, he could just sit there and I don't even care what kind of car he's working on or whatever. Just talk about stuff. And it's hilarious. It makes me laugh out loud. The Vice Grip Garage. Yeah. That sounds awesome. It is. It's funny. It's a catchy name. Right. Yeah. So YouTube channel subscriber. Yeah. In yep. the free time. Uh-huh. I know. It's wow. Any other subscriptions we should be made aware of? Danger. No. I don't pay for that. <laughs> But you do turn your Bluetooth off, right? Occasionally. <laughs> you empty? Yep. Get that sounder. Oh, bartender, your food needs refill. I saved that button for two occasions. Sports episodes and when Johnny's here. Yep. <laughs> Perfect. And with the convenient uh, new layout of the RTS studios. That's why I switched chairs. <laughs> That's the main reason. Well, see, originally your chair yep. was the designated beer spot, and Andrew would end up getting stuck in that spot. Right. You'd hate it. Now it's chair number three is now designated beer guy. What? Andrew yeah. hated something? Right. Knocked well, me over with a feather. <laughs> <laughs> wow. This Michelob Ultra is... You like? Hydrating. That sound is the can of... That's the sound of success. Yeah, well. What do you think of the 95-calorie beers? It's all right. It's it's okay, I guess. I don't know. I've never really had one of these before. I'm a little concerned my beard's going to fall off as I drink this. Uh, sp- speaking of which, that beard is thick AF. I've been working on it. That That is thick. It's a good one. Yeah. And I'm not saying T-H-I-C-K. It's T-I or T-H-I-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C. Right. <laughs> you know. It's impressive. It's, well, I'm trying to keep my neck warm. <laughs> it's cold. <laughs> Well, if I would have known about this, I, I wouldn't have waxed mine off. Well, that's hey, you do you. So when, what, like, so what's it? What are we gonna do? When's it coming off? Summertime? Or are we doing the whole got a wind shave deal? I don't know. That's we'll what we see. did last year. I, I've actually been thinking about shaving it into a really sweet mustache. A mustache that would look sweet. Handlebars? Mm, I don't know. I don't. I don't know yet. We're gonna let it eat for a while. What at least, look? at least until it gets too hot. Some chops. I will I will tell you what, and I think uh, Blake Anderson, driver of the 12X, uh, we, we've had a conversation about this. Neck sweat from your long-ass beard, it's the worst. Yeah. It's terrible. I'm just going to forewarn you right now. Okay. It, it, it's like having like a swamp sitting right under your chin. Right on. It's terrible. I understand. Um, Typically what happens is, is this is actually the longest it's ever been. Um, um, I would agree. Normally, what happens is I get annoyed with it and shave it off. That could happen, too. 
So you've been up to more this off season than you think. Well, I've been learning about beard beards and beard care, and you know, working on my hipsterness. I see that you got the Carhartt <laughs> Carhartt uh, beanie on. It's uh, are you doing Carhartt things? It's my with it's your my, Carhartt beanie. It's my super. Uh, this is my super power disguise. I go as a garden gnome. You look like Cy. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a TikTok with Sidon and that's perfect. I feel like my beard isn't quite that gray. No. No. No, you're salt and pepper right now. Oh, for sure. It's about what my hair looks like, but it's a true story. Yeah. I'm gonna be throwing salt and pepper sliders all year. Shout out to you, Cam. There you go. Better not be outside of me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. If I I remember if I remember a particular heat race from last year. Yeah, you almost freaking took out the foot doctor. It's a true With story. Your foot. It's a true story, but I did not. Hey, when it's one lane around the top and passing points are at a premium, right? You gotta take des- desperate times, call for desperate measures. You throw in haymakers just so you can start in the back. <laughs> I was selling t-shirts that day. That was nuts. Selling RTS t-shirts. I yep. was. I actually, there was. It was the funniest thing. I had actually after that race, you know. So I get done. I'm all irritated because I blew up my motor and stuff. I thought. My season was over. It wasn't, thankfully. Uh, some kid comes down. He was a little tuned up. I don't think he was, like, on super tune. No, if I'm thinking of the same guy, I'm thinking super tuned. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. Okay, I didn't. I'm saying it, I'm going to go on a limb and say super tuned. But he was like, that was the greatest heat race I've ever seen. And I'm like, yeah, too bad they don't pay anything for awesome heat races. <laughs> right. Any kind of fan. Tuned up, untuned, super tuned, whatever. As long as they're rooting for me, I don't care. Right. Right. Cheering or booing as long as they're making noise. That's a true story. 2021 season, man. It was another adventure. It was. It always is. It's always an adventure. And I love being a part of it. Right. It's well, a good time. You know, we couldn't do it without you. And I don't. And when I say we, I don't have a mouse in my pocket. I'm talking about me. It's, it's always an adventure. Like we said a little bit ago, we're going on year five of this deal. It's been a crazy five years. It's been a fun five years. True story. I guess you say four going on five. That's fine. Four or five, whatever. Kinder, kindergarten this year. It'll be good. It'll be a good time. It'll be a good time. We we started in diapers, and now we're getting to go to learn our ABCs and our one, two, three, fours. We're still in diapers. <laughs> but let's, just, let's recap. 2021 season for you. Picked up the win at Alexandria. We did. Thankfully, one of my other competitors, Cam, was... Uh, gone checked out but i guess he was he was pushing that old uh gns motor a little too hard and uh blew her up wins win that's right i ain't apologizing and i still cashed a check so it's fine did that which was awesome because i've never won a umss race before you know it felt really good to beat the best of the best i don't know i had a really good year to be 100 percent honest and you know, I think if we could just kind of clean up some of the the dumb things that happened over the course of the year that, that cost us good finishes, you know, we could have been right there with Mike battling for 6th, 7th, 4th in the points. There's two different driving styles in this studio. Oh, yeah. We got high side hustling and catfishing. 100%. You know, it's two different driving styles. Yep. You know. It's, it's like golf. Somebody drives the cart and the other guy hits the ball. High side for show, low side for dough. Right. (laughs) Right. 
It's like when we go golfing, you guys are hitting the balls up in the air, and I'm down there mowing down the worms. It just doesn't matter. <laughs> Look out! Yep. <laughs> but yeah, picked up the win. I I would say it was a consistent year. You know, we you know just like every season, there's highs, there's lows. I feel like we were that we were that team that was, uh, you know, we were just kind of always there, but we never really did anything that was like wow, that's awesome, or oh, look at those guys. You know, most of the year it was kind of like uh, 69S, who? Who's that guy? Well, it was either. Which was fine. Well, it was either Camp Schaefer, Lawn Lure, or John Lure. Yeah. You know, pick your poison. There was there was <laughs> that, I guess. Yeah. Which, you know what? I actually, here's the thing. I take that as a compliment because if they're confusing me for that guy, that means I'm doing something right. No, you were up front a lot this year. You won a bunch of heat races. You started up front. You made the redraw a ton. You were you were hustling that car around this year. It was good. I know. That's why I'm excited for next year when they stick eight cars in the redraw. It means I'll make it every week. Oh yeah, you're gonna be <laughs> you're gonna be good, man. I barely made the redraw this year, so now they're going to seven and eight, and I'm like, all right, I'm looking forward to this. I guess. Does, was that what happened during the last podcast? You were slipping a couple of bucks under the table. Hey, no. let's, let's push that out to eight. I'm a hundred percent. No, I'm I'm fine with six. I would. I'm totally good with that. Seven and eight. One thing I don't like about seven and eight is you're gonna have cars that'll be starting up front that normally don't start up front. But, right. You know that that's the only thing that's sketchy in my eyes. And we tried the eight redraw. You know, back in thirteen, fourteen, they did it with the wing cars, and you get guys that aren't up front that are normally up front. And then it's you know everybody's driving different. It's it's going to be a whole different ball game, right? Well, I'll promise you, regardless of who's pulling out of the out of the redraw can, um, it will be either a five, six, seven, or eight. Oh, 100 percent. Low low numbers at the sixty nine S pit right. do do not exist. They no. are it's like a unicorn. Maybe I'm just looking at this wrong. Instead of starting fifth or sixth like we did most of the time we made the redraw last year, we'll be starting seventh or eighth. Yeah, and there's nothing fun about Probably. starting row four of a feature. So, I mean, because we tried everything. We we had Amy pulling. We, I think Taylor pulled one night. Yep. David's pulled. I've pulled. The I think only, Cody pulled the night that he helped you. The only guy that was ever really good at it was your dad, Mike. Pulled for you? Yeah, pulled, really? me, a, pulled me a one out of there, and I just did exactly what... I do, being hopelessly mediocre, I snatched defeat from the jaws of victory. <laughs> so we need to go back to Eileen to go get some more, uh, to have him pull out of the redraw pill, out of the redraw right. can. Yeah, my dad pulls a one for you and tells you to break a leg. <laughs> That's exactly what he did. <laughs> oh, man. I, I, same here, dude. I drew bad all year last year. It was terrible. I started in the back of the heat race all year. I had Mark draw for me. My dad drew, Timmy drew, Donnie drew. I had everybody draw on it. It's the same thing. It's just no luck. I don't even know what you call it. I don't know if you call it luck or whatever that goes into just your night and kind of how it shakes out. It is what it is. There's nothing you can do about it. I guess, you know, the only thing you could say is when it's your year, it's your year. And Just like you said, when it's your year, it's your year. I, I'm not complaining I started on the back all year, but, man, there's been times I wasn't off the front row for two months in a heat race. I mean, I was one of the luckiest guys there was and redraw on the front row and the features. And just like you said it, when it's your year, it's your year. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I think, I think that definitely all plays a factor into it. And you know, obviously, like you said, luck or like you said, if it's your night, your night, it, it mean, did you hit the setup? Did you miss it? You know, was it a mistake that, you know, that you made on the track? Was it something that we did in the pits? You know, did we miss something? You know, I mean, it's just, everything's a contributing factor. Right. Yep. Not every night's gonna be perfect. It it just doesn't happen that way. 
It doesn't, but we, I feel like our level of consistency definitely went up in 2021. Yeah, we did. We for sure had the best year we've ever had. You know, there's no doubt about that. Um, it just, it's just so funny when you look back at it because I did a bunch of times, you know, you look over it and you just go, ah, this was so good. And then you kind of, you kind of like, I keep track of my finishes and all that stuff. And I kind of look back over them and it's like, oh yeah. Okay. Oh, I remember that night. Oh, and I remember exactly what I did wrong and I should have won that race. And you know, I should have, if I could have just kept my car down or if I'd have just, you know, I don't know, tightened it up a little bit more or whatever. Mm. I don't know. It is what it is. I guess if you just, if you try and learn a little something and then not worry about it. I know if I, like I talked to Mike and, and Cam and Scotty and talk to them about what they're thinking about when they're actually racing. And it's like, it makes me go, God, I got a lot to learn because they're thinking about stuff I'm not thinking about. And, you know, like I'm just thinking about go as fast as you can, don't die. And they're like, <laughs> oh, look at the, I need to carry my momentum here. And look at, here's a spot of grip and, you know, blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like, I'm just out here trying to not die, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but doing it on a consistent basis. <laughs> right. No, but it's it's those little things, like you said, you know, you, you go back, you watch some tape, you, you look at your finishes, you're like, oh, I know what I did wrong. And you improve on a couple little things there each night. I mean, it makes your year better the following year, the race, and then you do catch that stuff next time. And your, your consistent game has stepped up. It's been, you had a great year last year. It's scary, though, because... Here's the thing is, is I'm, I've always been the type of guy where usually you get the, uh, like I say, I'm, I would, if anyone asked me, describe yourself, it would be, I'm hopelessly mediocre, which means, <laughs> which means legitimately I had a good year last year, which means next year is probably going to be sketchy and it's scary. No, I hear you, man. You always go back and forth. You have a good year and it's like, man, I, I did great. You know, I won a couple of races. I can double that next year, eliminate a couple of mistakes. And then you're winless going into September and you're like, man, this sucks. Yeah. Or, or the worst, the worst is, uh, I'll never forget this. The, f- the first year I was racing, I, I finally got up enough courage to, to redraw, right. Or to draw. Right. So I draw for my position. I start last in this heat race and I passed a bunch of guys. I, you know, I don't know what they were doing that night, but apparently it wasn't their night because I went by him and I, I make the redraw out of the blue and guess what number I draw. I draw number one. There you go. Yeah. So I'm going to start on the pole. This is now keep in mind, this is like my fifth race or something. What race track? It was at St. Croix Valley. And this was the first time that, you know, I actually drew when I pulled in the gate and whatever. And I'm starting on the front row of the feature and I'm just like, um, you know that meme that's out there of Captain Jack Sparrow and all the running and all the pirates are chasing him? That's how I felt. Run through the night and I do okay. I think I finished second or something. And so the next week I show up and I'm strutting in and I'm like, I got this figured out. I own this, whatever. Well, it was weird when you showed up like Jack Sparrow in that costume. I know. Well, you know, I was... I was Gotta play the part. I, I was trying to work out a deal with Captain Morgan. <laughs> Well, we're room. not going to sponsor you. You're our number one customer. That's <laughs> true story. They probably go bankrupt, right? And and I was just like, all right, I got this whole deal figured out. And I just 
look like a monkey having it his way with a football. I it was bad. Deflategate. Yeah. Deflategate. <laughs> and so like that's you know, that's kind of the deal that, that scares me is is you look into look forward to the next year and you think to yourself, Oh, I think I got this figured out. Well, guess what? You probably don't, so keep digging or whatever. That the idea that I think I got it figured out is scary to me because it means I'm not doing anything to get better. Kind of like you said, every time we're on the track, we're learning. We're always learning something new in the pits, the garage, the racetrack, stuff you can improve on, and it's it's crazy out there. It really is. It's a crazy sport. It's it's like golf. You know, it's so much fun to do, and then halfway through the night, you're like, "Why in the f am I here? This sucks." But it's you know you keep coming back because you tr- you want to get better and have fun. I think I mean I th- I think you na- you hit the nail on the head, but at the same time I think you know what we accomplished last year. I in my mind I, I still don't uh, only we still have all the room for improvement and we have in my mind nowhere else to go but up. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, like you had a great year, you had a bunch of seconds, and you know seconds are great, but when you're when you're done racing, and you finish second, you're disappointed. That's the drive that keeps you going. And I know you had some of them this year. At least one I can think of. Damn, Mike Mueller. Bride made dresses suck, dude. <laughs> That's fine. I look good in a dress, I think. Right. Well, I know <laughs> there, you look good in a skirt. We've seen, so. the, we've seen picture proof of this. <laughs> <laughs> we've seen it before. Uh, we have? If was, if I recall, wasn't it pink? Oh, yeah. Damn. <laughs> that picture's out there somewhere. <laughs> we still talking about the dress? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Settle down. <laughs> You're you're worried about you maybe you think that you have a lot it figured out and that's what concerns you going into 2022. But if there's one takeaway from 2021 and you go, hey, I could have done this better. Or I'm looking to improve on this. What would it be? Two things. Um, my four wheeler hanging on skills. I would look to improve those. And then the other thing is um, being better at making in the car decisions. You know, maybe just taking a breath calming down, kind of assessing the situation. Mike, I don't, you know, I don't know kind of what's going on in your brain when you're racing, but mine is, is kind of always just keep up, just try to keep up, just try to keep up. And maybe what I need to think about more is, you know, how am I, rather than just trying to keep up to the guy in front of me, how can I, how can, what can I do to be better or get by him or faster or, or when I do get out front, not being like, ah, my hair's on fire. I got to, you know, race like an idiot. Just calm down, make laps, whatever. You, you don't want to really keep up like you're saying. You, it's more like calculated risk. You want to kind of move around, try a different line, see if something like that's worked. I mean, if you watch like an outlaw race or a USAC race, you very rarely see them guys following each other. They're always jumping around, finding different lines, trying to get around somebody you know, diamonding, skating themselves, sliding themselves, doing anything they can to get around them. And they're fine with losing ground until they find that extra line to get around them. So it's kind of something that I've been doing. I mean, I watch a ton of film and looking back on races and stuff like that to see what I'm doing. But, and you're also kind of, you know, tracking yourself against somebody else. Like you said, trying to keep up. Well, if you can't keep up running that same line, you know, you kind of move around. Yeah. And that's, uh, you know, like I said before, that's kind of one of the finer things that I need to work on as far as my, you know, my dirt racing, just my racing in general game. I feel like, you know, now finally after, I don't know, seven years or whatever it is going into my eighth year that we're finally at a spot where 
I have kind of the feel I'm looking for out of my car. And now I can kind of start, okay, you know, I'm fast enough to keep up with these faster guys and, and I can start trying to figure out a line. Maybe that'll get me by them or how to carry more momentum or, you know, just that, those tiny little details that are the most important. But if you're not in a spot where you, where that's all you're missing, it's kind of like, I don't know how to put it into words. Well, to, it, it's kind of like you said, you know, your hair on fire. It's just, you just got to be calm, smooth. And like, I mean, I'm known for running the bottom. It's what I like to do. And it's like, if I'm running the bottom or the middle or wherever, and I know the top's there and the guys that run good on the top aren't passing me, there's no sense in moving up there. Cause you know, it ain't working cause they should have passed you laps ago. Right. So it's kind of one of them things. You just got to kind of log all that information. Remember it, keep going. I mean, you're, you're good. You got the speed. You're fast. It's yeah. just, you know, just toning the hair on fire down to, you know, just growing the beard, <laughs> a brush then, fire. <laughs> yeah. You know, you don't want to, you don't want a blazer. You want For, a brush fire and then you want to get out and victory lane and slam two freaking Mick ultras together and say, I'm back. That's, <laughs> Glass breaks. <laughs> I won't. I won't be slamming two McUltras together. You, dude. If you make it to Victory Lane, and Mark Putch comes down there with the four wheeler and hands you two McUltras in a cage stand, what are you gonna do? Shotgun them. Yeah, it's mobile. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. Oh man! And then that's when you're gonna get the sponsorship. Absolutely, Ultra. absolutely. You'll be a TikTok sensation, dude. Johnny yeah. Ultra Lure. That's Ooh. fine. Oh, well. If if that's what I gotta be, then that's if that's what if that's what my fan are looking for, then that's what, that's what they'll get. <laughs> uh, and just to kind of finish up on that topic, I, I kind of I, I hear what you're saying. I get what you're saying. I'm not one to be giving driver advice by any means because one, I've <laughs> never done it, and two, you know, I can't control what you're doing out there. But that's when, when you come back from every race, depending on the outcome, we always, if you want to call it debrief. We don't ever debrief. <laughs> we talk about what happened. We have a discussion. And empty just, the cooler. Just like, just like I, don't, I don't ever spend any time in a paddock either. <laughs> a race on tarmac. We don't debrief. We talk about what went on. Okay. We have a discussion. So when you were running P5 and P4 was pulling away and you decided to follow him and then P6 passed you, which put you in P7. Shave <laughs> off your beard. <laughs> I'm just going to go out on a limb oh, and that uh, Johnny has watched Dri- Drive to Survive, Formula One edition on Netflix. <laughs> I love me some Formula <laughs> Uh, this is my husband. <laughs> what did you just say? <laughs> That's what I was just thinking. <laughs> See you all at the track. Uh... I, I, to kind of conclude what you're talking about, it, in in my mind, it's just like, well, maybe why didn't he try that a lap or two earlier? But obviously, I don't know what's going on. It's just in my mind, and you know, it's just where I asked, like, well, did you thought about doing that a lap or two earlier? Or was something going on? You know, did you, you know, just those are the kind of questions that I have. But like I said, I can't control what you do out there. It's just from what I see from a visual. It would be really cool if you could text me that stuff during the race because, to be honest, my brain is pretty much not working, doing much. <laughs> turn left, turn left, turn left. Don't die, don't die, don't die. That's what my brain is saying. I can attest to this, that this this whole process that we're talking about where it has been successful one time 
Devil's, Devil's Lake, North Dakota. Under stick signals? No, no stick signals. No stick signals. Johnny's leading. And, you know, it was the first ever Western Renegade non-wing sprint car series race at Devil's Lake. Mm-hmm. I was and, cherry picking. Sorry, Miles. We just wanted to go have a good time. That's a true story. Well, well at the time. All right, let's be honest. It was during COVID, and there was no racing in Minnesota until the day before the day before I went there. So yeah, I just wanted to go race somewhere. No, yeah. I get it. Man. And that's what it was. Cherry trees in Andover and trophy hunting in North Dakota. It's a true story. <laughs> but this has been successful one time. I'm watching the race. Caution comes out. Johnny's kind of running like a in-between-the-bottom-middle line. Uh, Dusty Lawson, who's been on the show before, uh, is running second. And I had the old uh, My Race Pass up, checking lap times. And I'm like, oh, well, uh, Dusty's running the bottom, bottom, and he catch it. <laughs> so <laughs> I like how it's the bottom, bottom. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I'm talking making love to detractor tires, Mike Mueller style. <laughs> oh, that makes my parts move. <laughs> So they're under caution. I see this and I walk up to like the track exit, but I'm still behind the, uh, the fence and I'm just trying to get, I don't, I didn't even think I waved you down. I just walked up there with the stone cold face of my look and I'm just pointing down. Don't know if he saw me. No clue. That's what he did. And he did it. He did it with like, no, like he, he had zero facial expression. Like if, if, if if he actually like if he had a radio like a disappointed dad yeah exactly that's what, that's exactly what he looked like he looked like he looked like a, a quarter midget dad that was so mad at their son that just like listen dumbass run the bottom you idiot and stop you, screwing around you drive by the track entrance and he's doing yoga on the downward dog <laughs> he was. <laughs> Well, needless to say, I have no idea if he saw me. Go green. Guess where he's running? Bottom, bottom. Nice. Pulls away, picks up the checker flag. So I'm thinking, he must have seen me or he figured it out. I don't know. He comes back in and I ask him. And he goes, oh, yeah, no, I saw you. <laughs> and that's that's when I did the greatest homage cage dance to uh, Cheetos and Coors Light ever. It was great. Nice. Cage dances are fun. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, dude, a lot of woo girls there that night. <laughs> a lot of woo girls. Oh yeah, he made a show of it. That's nice, old shaky legs up there. <laughs> wow, do the shaky leg. I was excited. See, but that's the one thing. Like, I've always said this is that you whether it's NASCAR R series or whatever, you have to have guys that are like Johnny or you, Mike, I'm talking about, or whoever that just have a personality, whether it's on or off the track. Absolutely. You got to put the face to the race car. You know, I mean, you are really good. Like your, your Jackson interview, that was dynamite. That was killer. That was a good one. Devil's Lake for you was hilarious. And then you've had last Mm -hmm. year heat race, in their interview on the front stretch, I, what, you were like, are you guys ready for some school buses? But in your defense, I think you said you couldn't hear what he asked I you. I couldn't. Uh, they were. I still had my receiver earphones in, and I couldn't hear a word they were saying. The guy interviewed me or whatever, and I couldn't hear a word that he asked me. So yeah, I you're just, talking about buying Frosty Beverage. You were, like, promoting Cedar Lake right. for well, free. 
Well, I mean, come on. That not that, let's be honest. That's what we're there for. We're there to put on a show. I mean, those people are come. They're not coming out there because they like watching cars going in circles. They like drinking beer and seeing something cool. Absolutely. Yeah. You know? They just like getting getting away from their ordinary life and watching us. Right. And it's a blast. So to kind of cap off twenty twenty one, I always got. I, I would assume the highlight went at Alexandria. Well, yeah, that's, for sure. That's always the high for point. Sure. That's these, always these races are so hard to win. I mean, I know there's a few guys in our series that make it look easy, but they're so hard to win that any time you can sneak one in there, however it is you happen to do it, is uh, it's a big deal. And the only thing, unfortunately, that night, the only thing that was kind of a bummer was it rained yeah. almost instantly right after our race was over. So I, I got to enjoy, oh, trust me, we enjoyed it, oh, yeah. but we didn't really enjoy it. You know, it would have been cool to see some fans and, and, you know, talk smart in the pits like we always do, but right. it was raining, so we didn't. Yeah, that would, that we whole weekend was a blast, and that was the worst part about it. Friday, or yeah, was it Saturday and Sunday both rained the instant we got done with our future, yep. so unfortunate deal there, but it was still a great weekend. Right. Nope, a lot of fun, and you have the two winners in studio from that weekend as well. A lot of fun. Right. Good time. Yeah, the, that place is a blast. I absolutely... I love the big fast tracks like that. It's it's phenomenal. It's fun. It's different. Something we don't get to do, and something I never thought we would ever do. Right. Go to a big half mile like that, and that yeah. place is cool. Right. So, but yeah, no, Alec was a blast, man. That was that was so much fun. And who would ever thought? You know, you go to the half mile, and we're running it. You know, six inches off the lip of the track. I mean, it was just it was oh, wild. It had been a complete yard sale. That was fun. Can you imagine, Mike? Can you imagine what that place is like, juiced up? Oh, it's well in hot laps. I I didn't lift. I was I was standing there. I was in the second group the first night, and Cam goes by me and doesn't lift. And I'm sitting there, right? You know, coming one into two. He comes by again and doesn't lift. And I'm like, damn it! Now I have to do that. And I did it in hot laps. I didn't lift the whole time out there. And I'm like, this is just so cool. We were going so fast, not lifting. Just it was incredible. Probably fastest I've ever gone, and man, it, it it was so much fun. Regardless of the finishes, it's just fun to go to the, the big fast yeah. tracks like that. It was a blast. Yeah, I did. The, I did the same thing. I was sitting there and watching him in hot laps, and he goes by, and I watched a couple other guys go by, and I was like, "Well, whatever. I guess if he's driving it into there, I got to go to there too." Right. Yep. No, it was man. It was fun. That was just that was probably my highlight of the year. That was cool. Good times, always like, uh, always like, always. We've said venturing away from Cedar Lake. It's good to go to other places and check out new tracks because you know you you go to one track consistently. Everybody kind of gets into a groove there. Right. You you go somewhere else. It, it evens the playing field out. Oh, hundred percent. And and there's nothing funner after the races, like John said. You know, different fans come down. They're talking to you. They never seen sprint cars. We tell them we got a B mod motor, and they're like, "I can't believe it. You're twice as fast. You didn't bring out one yellow." Yeah. I mean, it's awesome. Yeah. yeah, it's like being a big shot. It's pretty cool. It is. It is. Like like you said, man. It's fun to just be away and be be the show for a hot second. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think you know, with our series and the other Renegade series around our the Midwest that we've got, I think fans are starting to get away from that narrative of oh, sprint cars. They take so long to get the race started. And then if there's a red, then they got to get pushed off. They just take forever. I think that we're finally starting to get away from that narrative. From what I've heard from people from Cedar Lake, people that have commented on this podcast and us talking about it. They said that they, that what you guys are doing 
at Cedar Lake weekly. And then just hearing it from other people at different tracks that we've been to, I've been told sprint car racing. Yeah. You know, they're fast. They're cooling up, but they're just take the show takes forever. Yeah. Which is 100% not true. I mean, you know, we're not pushing flips anymore. You know what I mean? We're sprint, we're fire breathing sprint cars. And if you go to a normal sprint car track where they have 24 push trucks, it's not an issue. Right. The biggest issue is when we do go to the traveling tracks and they have three push trucks. But, that makes you it know, tough. Now that we're all bringing our own four wheelers and we're all pushing off, I mean, it's like 75% of our races go caution free. It's unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, no yellows. We're barely having reds. It's, you know, the group of guys we're racing with, we all trust each other. I mean, it's pretty crazy. I mean, everybody trusts everybody, I think, except for Jeff Pellersell is trusting John right now. So it's it's pretty <laughs> decent, you know, crew, you know, crop of guys out there. You know, I've been upside down once, Mike. Oh. Yeah. And I believe yeah. that I believe that Jeff wasn't even in the state that day. But you were there. Yeah. So maybe I, you wanna I, maybe you wanna keep talking shit? No, I'm not like <laughs> talking shit. I'm just, you know. Just giving you shit. Yeah, yeah, I remember that time that you tried to kill me. I mean, I didn't know you were there. I didn't try to kill you. It was an honest mistake. That almost ended my life. Just remember that. <laughs> I don't. I'm sorry. That's uh, fine. I still have the dent in my frame from your steering wheel. <laughs> I, I straight. <laughs> it's, it's a speed dent. Uh, straighten your car out. Yeah, it's been great ever since. <laughs> Jeez, oh. I know that was probably two two of the biggest tumbles in the series there, back to back weekends. I really wish somebody would have got mine on video. Yeah, that would have been. But I'm actually probably glad they didn't because it probably would have scared the shit out of me. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was it was big. I mean, when your radiator was on top of your carburetor, that was pretty crazy. She was smashed up. Well, yeah, she was smashed up, man. Go, go big or go home. That's what I like to hey, say. If you can't win the show, be the show. It's a true story. Selling you know? t-shirts. After everything that went down in 2021, had a good year. Decent runs, consistency. Got the win. Move on to this year. I know there's been a lot of talk. You and me have had a lot of discussion about this. I don't know if you still don't have your mind made up on what you're doing. But what are you doing? I don't know, to be honest. I will be racing. We're going we're gonna to run some races. I don't know how many. I don't know where kicking the idea around of, well, let's be honest. I'm getting kind of bored racing at Cedar Lake. I really love it. And I really love challenging myself racing against the best of the best. But to be honest, I get bored. It's the same racetrack over and over and over and over again. And I like to travel. I like some variety. Unfortunately, the way our series is structured, if you want to travel, it's, you're just going to have to eat the cost. If I want to do something, I'm just going to do it, you know, and mm-hmm. and I've kind of just always lived my life that way. I mean, if, if, if I didn't, I wouldn't be racing. So I think we're going to travel a little bit. I think it's in my best interest to try and figure out how I can go run some of these other racetracks and just figure out a way to just have a good time and have fun while I'm racing because some of the management in our series has irritated me over the last couple of years. And I have to stop letting that happen because I can't control what they decide or what they do. If I'm going to continue to do this, I have to figure out a way for myself to make it fun and about what I want it to be and not, not get so wrapped up in, 
I'm going to call it what it is and not get wrapped up in the BS that is what they're doing because I can't control what other people do. Right. It's like you almost need to find the, you know, making racing fun again for yourself. And there's, I'm the same, I'm in the same boat as you are. I want to travel. I want to go out, explore new tracks, have as much fun as possible as I can and run in Cedar Lake, you know, eight, I mean, Cedar Lake's, you know, awesome facility. It's great to have that parking spot, you know, on the concrete. It's badass. It's close to home. It's one of the funnest places, but it's not a place that I want to race at 18 times a year. To be clear, what I'm saying has absolutely nothing to do with Cedar Lake because Cedar Lake has been amazing to us as a group. 100%. I'm just going to call it what it is. I can't. I feel taken advantage of, to be honest. I mean, there's people making more money off of me than me, and I'm me, and I'm working too hard for it. We, we all spend way too much money for what we're doing for our cost to go to the track, to put a race car on the track, to do everything for what we're getting paid at the end of the night. And it's not even that. It's just that there should be more incentive for us to go to all these races. Correct. For me, it's not about, it's not about the money. It is, it is. And it's not, you know, I just, I feel like, okay, we're all, we've all been in this for, you know, myself, seven years. Um, I started racing these cars in 14 and it was something that was a little bit different than I feel like it is now. I'm a hundred, hundred percent behind the equation. I, I think the equation that we have there is great. When I, when, when I say equation, I mean cars, motor combination, all that stuff I think is a good, I think it's a good thing. What I have a hard time with when we started, I feel like it was going to be a deal where we were going to do some things like, hey, at the end of the year, we're going to have, you know, we're going to do a point system. We're going to do some trophies. We're going to get, we're going to get rewarded. We're going to, you know, we're going to do, it was going to be a show. And I feel like the longer this has gone on, our series, our brand has gotten devalued. It's not cool with me. I just, I don't understand how you can just, Throw away like something that you have that is so good. Yeah, with, with the cars, the community, the drivers. Like Mark said, you know, you're putting a personality, you know, on a face to the race car, and that's kind of where you know it needs to be blown up to. Kind of like you know, what I mean, we are technically, you know, what I mean, we're all outlaws. You know what I mean? We're all this group of guys that are traveling around in this race series, and I think they should be taking full advantage of it. I think as a group, we could do better than what we're doing. Because I think it's a really good thing, and it it hurts it hurts me to put so much time, energy, effort into everything, and then get and not see it evolve like yeah, it could. It's it's not growing. I'll, here's the best way for me to put it: I had a friend of mine reach out to me that I used to legend race with, and he wanted information about our cars. I gave him all the information that I had, and then I told him the last thing I told him was. I love these cars. I love racing them. They're a ton of fun to race. You know, I always say it. They're the most fun you can have with your clothes on because let's be honest. That's what they are. 100% true. But I also told them I can't in good conscience 100% just say put one together, do it because it's the most fun you're ever going to have because of this other stuff. And it's the other stuff that is making this so difficult. It just makes me not want to go, yep, I'm running all the races, whatever, I'm doing it all. I don't care. As a driver, 
you have an opinion and you are entitled to that opinion. And if you're, it's how you're feeling, you have, a, you have every right to voice that by all means. And I know you and me have had discussions about this. It's a touchy subject. It is. I've seen things. We've all seen things. And it does make it tough. You know, I feel for us some nights, you know, regardless of how we finish, you know, I do see the fun being taken out of this. And I get the whole, like, Cedar Lake's in my backyard. For me, it's a 20-minute drive. So, yeah, Cedar Lake, thumbs up. Right. Yep. It's a t- quick drive for me. It's a top-notch facility. It's the best track. It's where I grew up yep. going. Yeah. It's there. You can't. The High Banks of Cedar Lake Super Speedway Spa Resort and Casino. Where else could you go? Go race. Get a massage. Play dice. Shower. Shower. Race. You know. Everything. It's, there's nothing nothing to that extent. I I've, mean. I've legitimately dreamt of winning a race at Cedar Lake Super Speedway since I was about eight years old. And that's the goal. Right. Maybe you need a super stock. I can pound ten with the best of them, dude. Your 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 scheme you got right now a sprint car that'd be a badass looking super stock. Oh, it would be. It would be until night number two when there right. wasn't a fender <laughs> left on it. Banging fenders with sweet sauce out of the high banks of Cedar Lake Super oh, Speedway. Man, when I got started in this deal, when I when I got introduced to sprint cars in the series with Rob Ko Jr., this was 2015, so seven years ago. Seven, yeah, seven years ago. I had no idea what I was getting myself into. That first year was kind of, you know, I went to, you know, St. Croix and everything, but I didn't do the Northern tour. I didn't do the Memorial Day weekend tour. I didn't do the Labor Day tour that year. I was just stay close to home because we were living here right in Schaefer and go figure St. Croix, 15 minutes away. Hell yeah. But then the next year, Northern tour, Labor Day weekend, Memorial Day weekend. That shit was fun. That's the best. It was the best. Now, do I have opinions on what how what happens and affects you guys as drivers? Sure, because you guys are my friends. I want to, you know, this is all fun for us. If it wasn't for the people, like all the people that we hang out with afterwards and... And, and we have a great group. Yeah, I mean, let's be honest. You know, we could all, we could all do the same things we're doing. You know, I'll get tents or four wheelers or something and hang out on the weekends and we'd still have just as much fun. The problem is, is there's, you know, for all of us, we have that goofy extra chromosome or lack of brain cell or whatever it is that makes us want to race cars. And, you know, so that's, that's what we choose to do. The whole point is, is it's supposed to be fun and And competitive. Right. And, and that's the thing is, is, if I get out of my car and I've beaten these guys, it's like I know I've done something. You know, I'm the fr- I'm I'll be the first one to tell you. I'll tell you right to your face on this podcast, whatever you want. I didn't win that race in Alexandria. I happen to be the guy that was lucky enough to be running second when Cam broke because I didn't just blow by him and pass him. You know, in my mind. I mean, yeah. technically, you did blow right by him. I mean, <laughs> true story, I did. The, you were probably the the number one speed record for passing the leader. Right. <laughs> but, it's, but it is, I mean, it is what it is. It's, yep. it, it, it's you know, everybody wants to, to win. To me, on the inside, it would feel completely different if I'd have started on the front row and led every lap, and he would have been behind me the whole time. I got lucky that night, and... Good for me. Yay. The check's still cleared and 
You know, I got the sticker. So it's just how I look at this is it's a, you know, I have my eyes wide open and these races are hard to win. And trust me, when I feel like I really nailed it one night, we're going to party. I don't know. You well, take, you cash some checks every chance you get. I'm not trying to age you by any means, but you've been racing for a long time. It's a true story. I have. You've been racing for a long time. Just like you said, you've been going to Cedar Lake since you were a little guy. It's true. Well, I never really was little, but I was younger. <laughs> Big little guy? Yeah, I was, uh, I was a little chubby kid. Many moons ago. Yeah, a million years ago. And Back before the internet, for all of you kids that are listening. <laughs> so, like, you weren't there on your smartphone? What? Uh, yeah, I was, I was alive <laughs> before those. You're telling me you were playing with, like, dirt and stuff? Dicks? So your phone had a cord connected to it? True story. And it <laughs> hung on the wall. It was white. You were cranking the window down and you didn't have a button? Yep. All those things. Wow. So you had manual air conditioning. Uh, no, I actually had a car that didn't have air conditioning. <laughs> what? I know. Can you imagine cranking the window down in that your car? That sounds like a right lot of now? work. No shit. It's a lot of work. Uh, so did you have like the wing window too then that you could turn and get all that fresh air right at you then i never owned a vehicle that had one of those oh man the wing windows were the shit but oh, i did man. have a crank down window that's i know gosh. first world problems yeah the wing the <laughs> my favorite part about the wing window is it's not really a i mean it is a wing window but it's the it's the cigarette window yeah that's yeah. the, the oh, cigarette yeah. out the window window yeah, there was always a a wing window in my family growing up. <laughs> I mean, you know, her, he's fucking puffing on the cool mild, sipping a dew in our van, heading to the go-kart track. Wing window just blowing cigarette smoke throughout the whole thing. It was crazy. Uh, so did, did you ever go into the store when, when Herbie would pick up a uh, pack of what he is? Cool milds? Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember... Driving home from work when I was working at Za Pizza here in Flake. And I'd drive home and Dad'd be like, I'm out of cigarettes. So he'd call Tim at the Country Cupboard and Stacy. And I'd stop and pick up two cool miles for five bucks and bring them home at, you know, underage. Like it was just good old days. So I got a good story. So you know you're old. If you walked into I'm not gonna I'm not gonna out any of the people that did this, but I had a note <laughs> <laughs> from your parents. Uh one of them. That I needed to um, take to the uh, gas station across the parking lot from where one of my parents worked uh, to get them a pack of smokes. <laughs> so you're telling me that a note. Yes, it worked. Wow. And I was, let's just say, probably barely tall enough to put it on the counter. Damn. I know. I was young. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. It's well, just it's like a different era. Back in the day, they sold cigarettes out of vending machines. Yeah. There was no checking IDs there. If you find the right bar in Wisconsin, they're still doing that. Right. Those, those things are awesome. That if, were really cool. If you get, if you actually find one of those machines where you put the money in and pull on the dingus and it spits you out a pack of lung darts or a phone booth, take a picture. That would be cool. Greenbush, Minnesota. Yep. There is one up there. <laughs> right next to the uh, the uh, funeral. Yep. <laughs> There's no phone in it, though. It's weird. There was no phone. That's a good point. Nine bucks for a pack of Virginia Slims. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think we just dated Johnny right there. It's a true story. I'm old. You're a little kid at heart, man. It's true. Yeah. Good Lord, if my maturity level ever catches up to my age 
watch out world. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> but kind of where I was going with that after we had to go down memory lane from 1979. That probably was the 80s. Were you born in 79? No. Dude, I was in kindergarten. Holy dude, I was still jumping from ball to ball back then. <laughs> I know you were. Oh, Jesus. Oh, was it 72? 74. 74. Yeah. Okay. That's, that means I'm 47. Just, just so you guys know. So, yep, because my force like math is not that good. Which, 47? Yeah, which is, you know. Damn. I know. It makes you go, God, that guy's immature. When did you graduate high school? 1992, baby. Woo! Right? I was still in diapers. When were you born? 90. Damn. I know. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, we should have started this earlier and got Grandpa home. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's still over oh, here drinking 95 awesome. calorie beers. I didn't I didn't realize you were that old. Say hi to your mom for me, Mike. Oh, oh shit. That's oh, right. I went there. God. Georgia. <laughs> you do kind of look like my dad. Should we get the DNA test out? <sighs> Probably be better if you didn't. <laughs> You don't want. You don't want that. You don't want to know that. That's not something you would want to know. Oh, two dads, three legs. So, <laughs> so forty-seven. You know, like you were saying, you're trying to make racing fun again. Yep. You're looking for something new. You want to go to new tracks. You know, like you, like I was saying. You know, you've been to Cedar Lake, haven't won there, and we've had we've talked about this. The the ultimate goal. Before it's all said and done is to win at Cedar Lake. If it happens, like you said, great. If not, it's not like you can't live with yourself if you don't. True story. It would be a giant bucket list deal for me. But like I said, it's, you know, I look out at this stuff and I got my eyes wide open and I don't have any delusions about why I haven't won or won there or whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, it's. It's a tough place to win at. Yep. Nope. And when you don't, here's the thing. That's the this is the beauty of race cars and race car accessories. If you don't win, there's only a one person that you can blame, and that's the guy that's staring back at you in the mirror because he's the one holding the steering wheel. Hundred percent true. So I didn't take full advantage of my opportunities, the chances that I had. So it is what it is. Well, I mean, I you know, from being a friend and you know, being on your crew and whatnot. I mean, that that for you know, it's a personal goal for me as well. You know, so I, I, that that's the ultimate goal. But at the same time, I want to see you enjoying yourself, having a good time, having fun. And if we got to travel to do that, man, you got the Western guys, you got Mid American, you got the Northern Wind Series starting up and down in Iowa. Chimichanga, you said Wisconsin, you said you. Let me let Power me see. I, I, let me see if I can do this right. USAC, Power Eye, Northern Renegades, Western Renegades, Mid-American Renegades, Toilet Bowl, Chili Bowl, Lure by half a straightaway. <laughs> it don't matter. Yeah, don't matter. <laughs> we'll have to get them some stunner shades and a, <laughs> and a cool mild. <laughs> Smoke them if you got them. Guess who's made? Hey, here at RTS, your very own crew chief here makes his own promo picture. So guess what I'm going to be doing tomorrow morning? <laughs> I can't wait. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. Oh, man, it's going to be good. Like the old ones with the black shades and yeah. Oh yeah. And I'm just going to get one of those digitalized cartoon cigarettes hanging out of his mouth, (laughs) looking like Jay Cutler on the sidelines of Soldier Field. (laughs) Oh man. Uh, That'll be awesome. Hey, that's cool with me. You've been racing for a long time and you know, you've said it yourself. You don't know how much longer you're going to be doing this. Right. Well, I don't know how, I don't know how much longer I 
I can do it. I well, it's not a can thing. I guess it's one of those deals. It's like you know, sooner or later, you gotta. It doesn't have to be over, but like, what do normal people do? I'm trying to figure it. I've been trying to figure it out for a couple of years. What do normal people do on the weekends? I can't do it in the do what I do in the winter time. Good lord, there's not enough bingo and beer in the state of Minnesota. <laughs> no, <laughs> he's gonna have to go drive. to North Dakota, yeah. right? If I could figure out something that I truly enjoyed as much to do on the weekends in the summer, I'd probably be doing that, but I just can't figure it out. And I've been trying. Is it still just that competitiveness in you? I have no idea. Don't know. It's I just, wish I knew. That's why you racers are a different breed, man. Seriously. It's it's the drive, man. It's the drive, the competition. The It's more of j- just the fire that you feel. You know what I mean? It's like, it just the risk. I mean, I don't know. It's it's hard to explain, but it's just it's we got it. It's the racing bug. Right. We're idiots. Well, yeah, I mean, we we got to grow up sooner or later. But, you but know? like like okay, looking forward, you know, cuz I like to look into the future. How far are we looking? Uh, I don't know. I'm just going to throw this out there. I mean, realistically, what's going to happen in let's say 10 years to our sport? Right. I mean, we're all I'm not a good enough electrician to race an electric car. I'm just saying, you know, I, so. Right. And you know what my generator sounds like, so it's hard to yeah. charge that one. Right. I mean, so what are we, like, what are we going to do? What are we. Cedar Lake's going to have like Tesla plug-in stations at every pit stall. Right. I mean, how, how weird is that going to be? We're going to show up at the racetrack and, you know, cause I, I legitimately think at the, the way this world is going right now, we're going to be, this is. Check this out, guys. I'm going to go deep on you. Oh, boy. Um, Here we go. I think eventually what's going to happen is you're going to get to a point where only the ultra-rich can afford a gasoline car. Yeah. Because gasoline is going to get to be so expensive that it's going to be a luxury for ultra-rich people. And let's be honest, that's nobody that I know. No, I mean. Ten years from now, I think the racetrack industry, dirt track racetrack industry around our local area, which is huge in this state, there's 18 dirt tracks. It's it's not going to be like it was. There won't be 18 racetracks. Right. I mean, we've seen since we started racing sprint cars, since I, you know I started in 2013, there's been a lot of tracks that have dropped off the market in this area, mm-hmm. and I'm, it's only going to be more. There's a lot of struggling tracks. We're getting lower car counts. Our classes, I mean. It's kind of been the same car cone, you know, over the last couple of years. But other, I mean, even at Cedar Lake, the car cones aren't the aren't the best. Ogilvy, another you know prime time facility, their car cones aren't the best on weekly shows. It's almost going to be like Cedar Lake's going to be running specials and doing what they're doing. It's it the world's changing, just like you said. Yeah. It's it, and over a ten year process, it's it's not good for us. Well, and we we had taught we alluded to this a couple episodes ago with the the Fye deal. Yep. With the UMSS, it's, you know, people, if you have the luxury to watch the races from at home, unless you're a diehard, like I would rather watch them in person all day long. Yep. But I can't talk for their, for the average race fan. You know, they'll be like, you know, yeah, it's a nice night out, you know, temperature's good, wind's not that heavy, and we're not going to get splattered with dirt, and yeah, we'll go to the track. Or, which you see a lot of people doing nowadays, they either plug their laptop into their flat screen yep. or they have the app on their fire stick or whatever they have and they can set it up outside next to the bonfire in their backyard. Don't have to worry about driving can have unlimited cocktails. If you're a cocktail connoisseur 
and you don't have to worry about it and you're not spending the money to get in and all that, you know, paying for food, drinks, all that stuff. I mean, we're getting to that era. That's why streaming, I mean, look at flow, look at dirt vision. They're making a killing. The streaming has changed the game. It really has like our buddy Nate, for example, this kid snaps from him at him outside, like you said, watching his bonfire, sitting in his hot tub, drinking a cocktail, watching the race. And when does he show up at the racetrack? Specials. Comes for the Outlaws. He comes for the Late Models, the Masters, USA Nationals, the 100. That's kind of what it's, I mean, you, you know, you bring a family of four to the racetrack, it's it's over $100 it's a lot bill of money. all day long. It's a lot of money. It's nuts. And you can stay at home and watch it for twelve fifty a month. Yeah. Get every race. It's, it's changed the game 100%. So 2022, I think the plan, win at Cedar Lake, one. All right, I'm on board. Okay. Have fun. Yep. Two. Okay. Go do a little traveling. Three. Yep. Kick some ass. Right on. Four. Multiple victories. Five. That sounds good. This whole one a year thing, man, that's just, we got to change the narrative. Hey, it's better than a zero. It's a true story. Oh, shit. <laughs> it is. <laughs> no, it is. It is. And going winless sucks. No, we're usually good for one a year. Hey, it's better than none a year. That's right. We got a good average. You never know. Hey, you never know. I got a good story for you. So I'm at this Legends Nationals deal out in Vegas. I won a race here in Minnesota okay. that paid, I don't know, I think it was like a thousand bucks to win or something. But it, Four figures? Yeah, no, it was great. <laughs> there was a comma? Yeah, trust me. It was awesome. We, 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 no matter what. <laughs> but it came with a provisional starting spot in the back of the A main at the Legends Nationals. So what did I do? We like, got to go. Well, yeah, of course I went. And what else did I do? Not give a jack shit about trying to actually qualify. I just was like, I got a free pass. Let's get drunk. We're in Vegas. Nice. So we, so we yucked it up, whatever. Well, I'm... Two laps into this 50-lap deal. Where'd and, you start? Uh, I don't know. Maybe 30th? I don't know. Oh. It was I was deep, deep in the field. I could see a lot. Well, let's not say that. Maybe I was I was probably, I bet they started 26, maybe, or 28, somewhere in that area. How big of a track? Uh, three A's. Okay. And the point of the story is, is I get dumped. Early on, like two laps into this thing, guy runs in the corner, spins me out, whatever. So I do the right thing, and instead of take off, I cause a caution. <laughs> Self spin. Yep. <laughs> and uh, whoops. So they do a uh, they do a single file, single file restart, right? Oh so, boy. So we're single file, and I distinctly remember I'm coming out of turn two, and I look over at the flag stand, and the leader's taking the green. Damn. Jeez. Yeah, it was it was wild. I didn't get lapped, by the way. But yeah, I thought that was funny when I was just like, I look over and I'm like, that guy's right there. <laughs> Holy <Damn>. smokes. <laughs> That's pretty wild. I don't think I've ever looked over and seen the leader. Yeah, Jeez. it was wild. One time at Cedar Lake, I was leading a race and we had, you know, single file restart right off the bat in the B mod and I just rolled around nice and slow around the bottom and I, what else is new? Yeah. Exactly. On a restart. Uh, at least you're consistent. Yeah. And you know, that's what I like to be known for. <laughs> Mr. Cons- consistency. A consistent catfish tire making infield. Trailer, you're making tractor. love to the infield tires. And- hey, at least somebody's getting some action. So, 
do that, and you could look over when I was going into one, and I could see the back of the field still on the back straight away. It was just, I don't know, it's nuts. Right. It's a good feeling when you're on the your end of it, not so right. much the my end. Yeah, when you're on the front end <laughs> of the snake, not the back end. It's like it's like the telephone game. Right. <laughs> By the time it gets to you, it's a whole different story. Yep. Right. Mike, you're just full of one-liners tonight. You're damn right, dude. One line right around the bottom. See, there you go. Mike Huggy Pole Mula. It's the best. Dude. Or I'll take it. known on TikTok, Mike or Mud Cap Mike. Mud Cat Mike is not a new Mud one. Cat. Mud Cap. It was Catfish. Then Jeff called me Mud Cat. And now it's Mud Cap. Oh, well, you know, that's, we're going to have to have a discussion with our uh, director of media relations. Well, when you're on that low on the bottom, you don't really need Mud Caps. You need left front. <coughs> Like, if we had an open red, you know, halfway through our feature, I'd have to change my left front tire because I'd feather it on the infield tractor tires in Cedar Lake Super Speedway. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Bang the boards yeah. down. Yeah, there's no banging the freaking right rear beadlock bolts off my That's car. That's where half of our budget's going for the race seasons in black spray paint because he's always got to repaint the bolt, the, the beadlock bolts. It's just that's why I get good powder going over at Gear Gear Corporation. Here's <laughs> so. here's the thing is I got I got, actually I went out last year um, for Father's Day. My dog bought me a set of Ti beadlock bolts. Really? Yeah, that so is man's those. best friend. Are you kidding? Oh yeah, your yeah. dog's got a credit card. Oh yeah, he does. Dude, that's he's big. a smart little guy. I don't know how he I don't know how he gets the keys with his paws, but whatever. He doesn't have thumbs. I know, smart fella. You know, I I knew I liked some about Pippin. He's yeah. a smart pooch, smart guy, yeah. smart dog. That's badass, dude. Right? So, what's he gonna get you for Father's Day this year? Probably. Uh, I mean, I got three wheels, and only one of them's got Ti in it. <laughs> so, one more, yeah. three more years, and we got a complete set. Yep. Dude, by the time you're fifty, I know. Fucking a. I know. It's gonna be great. I'm gonna have two wheels that have some Ti in them. When that day comes for me, yeah, I'm gonna love it. You know what's cool about uh, Father's Day? No, not Father's Day. <laughs> T.I. bullets in my rear, rear, rear ribs. <laughs> Father's Day can go fly a kite, especially with the wind we had today. <laughs> why do, oh why do I feel like like Father's Day at the Mueller house is going to be this? Uh, yeah. Hi, Mike. Um, my name is Steve, and I'm your son. <laughs> Who the hell Steve. are you? Get the fuck out of here. Steve. Who the fuck is naming their kid Steve these days? I don't know. <laughs> Dude, and Steve Mueller don't Steven. have a fucking ring to it either. Steve Mueller sounds great. What are you talking about? Steve Mueller. Sure, why not? Oh, my goodness. Hi, my name is Stefan. I wear Carhartt. I said Steve. I know. Short for Stefan. <laughs> doesn't have to be. I like how the back end of this is completely falling off the rail. I don't like how you ever say back end. <laughs> we've back end. We've debriefed. It's, uh, yeah. it's uh, debrief. What, what do we call on this unrailed? No, we're, we're still not on We're not even on that part we yet. We made it to the. That's awesome. <laughs> we haven't even done that. We're still on the Johnny Lure exclusive, which is going to be a two part interview now. That's awesome. Why wouldn't it be? 69 and 69S. He makes a valid point. See? Yeah. No, he's a smart man. You TikToking over there? No. <laughs> I haven't figured out how to do that yet. There is some good workout nice. workout videos though. I I did learn a new yoga move. 
on the TikTok I was just watching during the break. <laughs> what? We don't have breaks. What break are you talking yeah, about? After the, hang on. This is what's going to be great about everything that's going on here with this is because you listen to, I, I'm not sure where the, if you're looking at the clock here, we're at two hours and 30 minutes. But there's about 40 to 45 minutes of dead air in there because of my, I'm just getting lazy with my editing. We took, how do I say this? I was watching yoga videos on my new TikToker. Okay, if everybody wants the truth, that's the truth. That's what happened. You heard it here first. Heard it here first. Breaking news. Brand new to TikTok, John Lure 69 hours. What about the Mueller zone? The Mueller zone? (laughs) The Mueller meter? Yeah. (laughs) Mike, what's your... Breaking news on the TMZ. This is gumbong completely off the rails. So, John, <laughs> since you are here in the RTS studios, right? Right on. So, and you are currently consuming a Michelob Ultra 95 cal, 2.5 carbs, right? And we got these at Chili Bowl. This right. is where it came from. Right. What is your they don't scale drink anything on the Mueller meter, 0 through 10, on the Mick Ultras? Ooh, good question. I'm going to give this a, a 7 Ooh. on the Mueller meter. It's a little higher than I thought. And here's Why? Why? 7.0, 7.9, like, what, what What are we thinking it's here? It's a 7. Some flat. It's just seven a flat. 7. The guy is it, drunk! It's free, so there's that. Free 99. Right. So that, you know, that bumps it up at least two points. Ooh. Um, plus, I feel like every time I consume one of these, it's like having a can of water. It really I've is. I've been drinking, bitch! <laughs> it's like I'm hydrating and I'm partying. I know. Plus, I, you know feel like doing some push-ups or something because that's what they do in the commercials on these while they're drinking these things <laughs> I, well sometimes when i have but you know i just want to put my hair to ponytails but not what i really want to do okay if you guys tell me i need to i'll put it in a ponytail dude you can put a, your beard in a ponytail i can get there it's close that'd be you only live once i know but i think if it gets a lot bigger it's gonna start getting hooked in machinery and things yeah, it's very true. i'm very concerned i'm gonna catch it on fire one day I thought you weren't blowing sparks, so it's like, well... Every once in a while, I do. Really? Well, I got to... Talk to your supervisor. I do a little MIG welding every once in a while. What? Yeah, it's... But damn. Well, it's in my contract that I have to do it. I don't like it. I fight it, but <laughs> it happens every once in a while. Nice. It's This is this is gold. I think I'm going to leave it. Right. And we're just going to force people to listen to all of it. That's fine. Why won't they? Yeah. It's episode 69. We'll just promote the shit out of it. Right. Oh, on air sure. production meeting. Let's just do it. Yeah, on air. It's just like, you know what? You want two full hours of Johnny Glower, you're going to get it exclusively right. on the Reaction Time Sports podcast. I mean, like you said, this only comes around once every, I don't know, lifetime, episode but, 69. But ever. We could probably have him back on 96. Just flip flop. But every. I mean, he only buys sixes, though. But he flips off. He, I know. Flip flops. I know. It, I mean, it would work. So 30. 99 would work, too. It would. Yeah. It's a true story. I appreciate you coming up here, John. I appreciate your honesty. Oh, right on, Norris. I mean, you know that's always what you're going to get from me. I don't. I'm going to back you up 110%. Right on. That's whatever cool. You, whatever yeah. you want to do in 2022, man, I'm on board. It's going to be good. You know, we're going to be uh, open trailer topper, trolling around the five-state area. Hell, apparently there's a series in Montana. Maybe we'll even go out there. Whatever. He's bound to down. That one I will definitely stream. <laughs> i know i've said this like nine million times since i've done it but i want to say it officially on here thank you for letting me do the arriving drive that was a blast right on (laughs) 
that was more of an audition. Whoa, what? Yeah, sorry. So when is audition? What would you rank them one out of ten? Oh no! I took a look at the data from that day. (laughs) Where the hell do we hook a computer up to this thing? Well, you know, I have ways. There's a lot of things you are missing out right now, sir. I had I took a look at the data. You know the uh, there was a lot of um, data. Where the hell was the data? There was a lot of you know digital. Feedback, digital feedback. Some I looked at some, you know, some engine thingamajigs and checked the inline on the rotary girder and everything. And what? And I, I just, I don't think I made the cut. I, I don't want to. I don't want to be mean, Mark, but I just think that for now, I'm the better option when it comes to hanging on to the steering wheel. And I, I would agree with you 110 percent on that. And then, <laughs> I'm, I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. Part of it is because, let's be honest, he just didn't look quite as good as me in the racing suit. And the seat was, you just didn't fit. Yeah, I got and, banged around in there a little bit. Right. I mean, I'm sorry about that, but I like buffets. And as long as you had fun, that's all that matters. I had a ton of fun. Well, good. I'm glad you did. I did. It was fun for me, too, actually. I enjoyed that. It was a good time. It was. No, I, I I truly do appreciate it because I know that you don't let a lot of people do that, or if anybody. And if it was an audition, I mean, dude, I haven't been behind the wheel in like five years. Give a guy a break. I think that was the problem. You had too much break. Not enough gas. <laughs> to be, you know what I mean? To be real. I saw the videos. I saw, hey, I was in it. I experienced it. I came back in and like any driver... I went to my crew chief and I said, this thing's out of control. We need to tighten it up. We need to make an adjustment. <laughs> something is not right. I can I can get into the corner deeper, but it just feels like it wants to loop around. We need to do something. Fill the tank full of fuel. Give me some more tear offs. So we got we to gotta trunk the wing. That's what we got to do. <laughs> I need to go out there. Dude. We got we to gas her, dude. Make these adjustments. I'll be up there eating a chili cheese, green, green burrito. Let me know when it's ready. I did that, but, you know, I, I can't say that I was the greatest uh, adjuster of the uh, – the spindles and the the dials and turning the knobs on the thing that day because I was just kind of recovering from a brain injury. So <laughs> he did make a solid adjustment because the next time I went out, I was able to drive it in a lot deeper, and now I can kind of understand a little bit what you guys are talking about. Parlay that into your next <coughs> crew chiefing role. Yeah, if you want to call it that. I feel like it's more of a moniker than anything. I don't really know if I'm doing that, but we all have to have titles. Exactly. I'm looking forward to 2022, buddy. Me too. It's going to be a good time. I I'm over here all gloom and doom, but you know, you know how it is. I I do this for the month ahead of time, and then thrash to get that bad boy ready for the opener. No, no, hang on, hang on. This is how this goes. I, I've I've sat through this. We're we're in gloom and it's like you know, like there's the five stages. Yep. You know, so yep. right now we're in gloom and doom. Yep. And then once March rolls around, March Madness. Yep. There you go, March Madness. And then all of a sudden, the, we're going to find out that the weather's decent. And all of a sudden, we're like, oh, practice. Man, we talk about practice. Then then the 10-day comes out. You're like, yeah. it's going to rain. We got time. Yep, we're we good. We're good. We got time. What? Oh, it's clearing up. Oh, well. <laughs> so now we're, we're talking about practice. We got to work on some things. Just make sure we're good, dialed in, you know, just on the off chance. Yeah, I think at the rate we're going, we should be ready to hit the racetrack by about early September around the legendary 100. I think, you know, I think that's where uh, we're going to debut. We're going to dial it into that. 
And then, you know, if we get out before that, I think it'll be a good thing. Like I said in the last episode, it's all practice till special season. <laughs> it's a true story. <laughs> it is. You want to win them specials, and that, that's what you always look forward to. That's After right. Labor Day, it's showtime, baby. That's right. We are getting prepared for traditional challenge the weekend before Labor Day, and then we're going to North Dakota. We're going to whack that ass. Hell it's yeah. true story. Oh, yeah. It's game on. So we... The first three months of the season, probably that. North Dakota Nationals, those guys that live out there might as well not even show up because I'm sweeping the chips. Bring it on. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Can't wait. I wish we had video just to see the look on your face. That was great. It's like you're sweeping chips. It's like, damn, dude, where's a top potato? You know what I mean? Because that's what you're going to need. It's a true story. I love me some top potato. Oh, yeah. Because they're going to be chapped, you know? You know what? When the 69 has a sit in victory lane at River City Speedway, come on down afterwards and get yourself a bag full of Ruffles original chips and some top to tater, courtesy of us Minnesotans traveling out west. You do understand that if there was a race that I would win that weekend, it would be that one. I hope it's the first one. Because <laughs> again, it will be. Again, it will be. Because yep. again, I am hopelessly mediocre. No, no, we'll <laughs> we'll we'll win that one. We'll yep. be like, yeah, we're killing it. And then we'll be like, yeah, we've already done this. At the, get the Devil Lake, get the Devil's Lake notes out. You know, yep. you know, go back, go back in time. Let's get the notebook. Or we're gonna set the car up, and all of a sudden, be like, "What this? Did we do this? It's like a pile." Of- oh, it's Don't always worry. it's always the worst when you win opening night of a three day weekend, though. Don't worry, I threw that notebook away. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, Mike, because I've never done it. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, tell you tell you what, I'll let you know how it feels if I ever get there. Don't, yeah, I don't think I've really ever done it either. I've always won the last night. I always do better when I'm hungover. For I know. Some reason. So why don't you just be hungover all the time? I don't know, man. I don't. It's just like it's weird, man. I've, I don't know. It's always worked. Hey. Yeah. Why don't you? That's what I would be. Trust me, I would be pounding beers as I was rolling in the gate. If I was a better <laughs> racer, <laughs> racer when I was hungover, I'd be like, uh, "Hey, hey, Marge, you got a garbage back there? You want to throw this away for me?" This has been too much. I'm pretty sure. I don't even know what the exact time. This is probably gonna be a two parter. That the works. first part's going to be everything that was like complete seriousness. And we were actually like, and then the last half is just going to be just mass chaos. Perfect. Perfect. It, I like it. It doesn't have to be, you know, it can all be one. It's a long episode, homie. Well, whatever. That's fine. I'll see what happens. I'll that, keep you up to date. That Joe Rogan guy. Never heard of <laughs> like, Never heard of him. Yeah. Who? He does like four hour podcasts. Why can't we? Are we starting a new trend? I don't know. Sure. What are we going to talk about the next two hours? Then? I don't know. <laughs> let's, We're let's, talking about everything. Let's just keep drinking and talking shit. It'll be fine. That's oh, for the oh, next man. portion. This is for the debut portion of something new that RTS is working on. Oh, right on. You got some sponsors on this thing. You always got to give them some love. Right on, homie. I, you need to know that I couldn't do it without you guys. So everybody that's involved with the program, high tan service. Go there. They're great guys. If you need uh, work on your car, they're fantastic, and they'll shoot you straight. Um, they're not the cheapest in town, but they are the best. Next up, we'll go with uh, Bulldog Electrical Consulting. You know, they're there if you uh, need some electrical work. GRP Motorsports, Uncle Greg, does probably more for local racing than anybody there is nobody else that does more for local racing than him. So absolutely, shout out Greg. I know he helps you out a little bit, Mike. Yeah, Greg at GRP Motorsports, one of the best. He helps out a ton of cars and series and everything. And it's a huge thank you from everybody in the sport. Right. If Uncle Greg isn't on the side of your car, you're doing something wrong. I agree. 
Let me see. What else do I got? I got the two TR bar. Shout out to my buddy Robbie Thurston out in uh, Old Town, Minnesota. He does all my uh, vinyl on my stuff. And, uh, yeah, he always makes my car look good because I'm terrible at paint and body work. So appreciate you, Rob. Oh, yeah, there's uh, there's the, uh, the RTS podcast. Never those heard guys, of it. Those guys are pretty good. Never I heard don't of know. It. You should tune in and listen to them every once in a while. Yeah. Yeah, you can find them on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts for your local listening needs. Reaction Time Sports Podcast. Like, share, follow us, and subscribe. What the hell's a podcast? Bang those buttons, according to Mike. That's what you say. Hey, I beat I, the buttons. Beat, beat them, them, bang them, smash them. Beat those buttons. You know what? They're on TikTok now. Yeah. Absolutely. You know who else is on TikTok now? Apparently I am. Wow. Jogger. <laughs> Uh, Simpson Race Products, those guys are always pretty awesome. They hook me up with uh, good deals on safety gear, keep me from burning up, and uh, always looking good. Taylor Jolin Photography, if she wants to be involved, that would be awesome. Takes great pictures, puts them out on the old uh, Instagram, Facebook. Whoa, takes pictures, good photos, man. Wedding, I've seen them on Facebook. Wedding photos. Birthdays. Birthdays. Uh, graduation. Babies, senior pictures. Babies, yeah, all that stuff. Do that. Taylor Jolin Photography? Yep. Okay. Yep. It's a good spot. Good. I'll go check it out. Obviously, my lovely bride, she tolerates this madness. And um, if it wasn't for her standing behind me and always being very supportive, I wouldn't be doing this. Johnny, thank you so much. Good luck in 2022, dude. Thanks. Thanks for having me, guys. Seventh appearance on the RTS podcast. That's the all-time lead right there. He's the senior vice president of being on this show. Yeah. He's got uh he's got seniority. Yeah, pretty much. It might be a little biased, but Right. It's just like with anything, you know. You, you get a, us three together or whoever. And you guys can just go back and forth for X amount of time. Why turn the microphones off? It goes by so fast. And that's one thing, you know, you're talking, you're chit-chat and you're having fun, you're BS. And next thing you know, two hours go by and a case of beer and man, you get great content just like that. Can I interest you in a Well, as you know, as they always tell you, when it's about 1.55 in the a.m. You can keep drinking, but you can't stay here. <laughs> it's the RTS Nightcap, presented by JJ's Outpost Bar and Grill. Conveniently located, minutes Maybe even seconds, depending on how fast you decide to drive. Oh, minutes if I'm driving. <laughs> New Richmond, Wisconsin. Head on over there at JJ's Outpost Bar and Grill. Great food, great drinks. Bingo weekly. A lot of fun, man. Yeah, can't go wrong in there. Great atmosphere, great drinks, great food. We're going to be hosting a meat raffle there March 12th at 2 p.m. A lot of good meats. We're going to be raffling off one buck a ticket plus some 50-50 to do. This is through RTS. Yeah, you guys need to be there. This is our deal. There is nothing funner than throwing a dollar down and coming home with some meat. Absolutely. It's the funnest. You can't go wrong there. Meat raffle, March 12th, JJ's Outpost Bar and Grill. All proceeds are coming back here for the podcast. We, we've got shirts on the way. We've got koozies on the way. Stickers are here. 
We're in the process of looking at hats. Hats, parade fees. Everything. It helps us because we want to be able to do more to get the driver's story out there. Right. You know, if you're not able to make it to the track that weekend, and hopefully we can bring enough content to you to make it feel like you were at the track. I agree, Mark. All this is going to help us out to upgrade where we need to to make life easier to bring you guys all the exclusive content that we can, whether it's from the asphalt to the dirt, having drivers in studio, getting their stories, getting their background, and bringing that to you and providing the best content we can. I agree. Like Mark said, jet fuel is not cheap. So March 12th, JJ's Outpost, be there or be meatless. It's up to you. <laughs> We're RTS. We've got the meats. Yes. <laughs> and we need help fueling the jet. <laughs> yes. RTS needs jet fuel and we got the meat sweats. There you go. Yeah. After those French dips. Holy hell. Right. We pouring one out. We cheers in. There was a lot of racing that happened this weekend. A lot of racing. I know I got a couple. I do too, man. It was, it was a good weekend. But since you did such an amazing job on filling my tum-tum up with these delicious French dips, I'm going to give you the honors of going first. You got I mean, you got it to cheers or are you pouring one out? I think I'm going to pour one out right off the bat. Whoa. My brother, Robert Ballou. Oh, yeah. heavy lunch. <laughs> he was quick all weekend. Just bad luck. Bacon spins out in front of him. Nowhere to go. Just he had the speed. He was quick over at the Extreme Dirt Car Series. You know, wins the dash, goes quick time. Just Just couldn't put the lucky rabbit's foot in his pocket for the feature. So like he said, he worked on his car all winter and definitely showed he's got speed. So I think he's going to be a contender this year with a lot of guys dropping out. So I look forward to big things from Robert blue. Can I add on to yours for just a hot second? Absolutely. Can we smash a bottle for Robert blue's crew? Yeah, no crap. And the, and the infield at Bubba love sponge speedway. That was hilarious. He comes running across <laughs> there. He's setting a new track record from the back stretch to the pit gate. Anybody have a clock? Anybody have a, uh, a sundial, sundial out right. to track what his 40 time was running across from turn three to turn one. <laughs> no, that was a good one. And they had just enough time to get the car out. So I think, uh, like I said, he's, he's going to have big things coming this year. No, I completely agree. I'm going to go opposite end of the specter. Just to continue on from Bubba Raceway Park this weekend, I'm cheersing to Emerson Axum. Heck of a weekend for a young kid. I said it. You did. I will continue with it. If there's somebody that's out there that's going to dethrone the Baconator, it might be M. I think it is. I, don't get me wrong. It's early in the season. A lot can happen. We got to get to the dog days of summer. We got to get to all these different tracks. A lot can happen. I mean, you're going to have the highest of highs and lows, lows. It happens in every series. Yep. And he's a young kid. He might be riding this wave of momentum and they might not, they might go to the next race. He might may not make it out of a B. Right. He could be taking a provisional. Right. I anything mean, anything can happen. Anything can happen. But if you are looking for a better start to your rookie campaign in USAC, it doesn't get any better than what happened this week in Fremerson Axum. No, he he was fast. He killed it. Two out of three. I'm cheersing. I'm buying a shot. I'm chugging a beer. Whatever you want. I'm doing keg stands. Well, it's just like when you and his grandma shotgunned a beer when you <laughs> bought that hoodie from him and you said, your grandson's going to be the champion, the rookie of the year. He's doing it. I believe in him. I do. I, I am a firm believer of this. There might have been some Crown Apple influence on that. Right. <laughs> but I stand pat to that. So... Uh, Mrs. Axum. I don't know if that's her name or not, it, but Granny Granny Emerson. Granny Emerson. Yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, I stand pat to that man. I'm, I'm cheers and Emerson Axum. Hell of a weekend, kid. Keep up the good work. 
It was a good one, man. But opposite end of that, who you pouring one out for this weekend? Ooh, <laughs> I'm pouring one out for these new tires in NASCAR. Yeah, that was uh, <laughs> it was different. I think I think the weirdest thing I-, I took from it. I mean, everybody has problems. Wheels break, wheel comes off. It's it's happened before, but it happened not just once, not just twice. And we they had some serious issues. Right, but I think the biggest issue was the flat tires and not being able yeah. to move their cars. That's the one thing that's really going to suck, especially if there's a little bit of rain in the road courses. It's going to be very interesting. It's going to be tough because, I mean, and we saw this. Like, Logano got involved in a wreck. Normally, they want, like, if your car, like, say if you just spun to avoid it, drive your car back. Hopefully, you know, you don't get a little uh, excess from the tire carcass to rip up the fenders. Right. Drive it back, put four on it, get back out there. You know, you might be at the tail end of the longest line. You might be a lap down, whatever, but you can still race. Yep. These cars couldn't move at all. No, no. Without the um, tubes inside of them, it was a whole different ball game. They were flat in the grass, not moving at all. Not even on pit road. Had to get a push. Yes. Had to get a push back to pit road. Very unfortunate. Hopefully they can fix something there because there's nothing worse than getting a flat tire. Then you're going to lap down because you can't even drive the car back to the pit area. Right. So hopefully they can get that taken care of. So that was the one issue. Plus, we also saw a tire completely come off a car in Cosgarala. He lost it with, and this was two different occasions of this tire. One time it comes off with the rim just completely off the axle. Yep. And then the other time for Justin Haley, the tires rolling down turn two into the grass and it's just the skin. Where's the rim? Yeah. Rim was broken. And it wasn't on the car. Yeah. I never saw where the rim came. Just like the beadlock ring was stuck on the rim that they had to pull off. So that's a very unfortunate deal for him. I thought he was going to have a great day, but. You know, say a left front tire comes off or a left rear tire comes off and that goes shooting to the infield. I mean, them tires can go fast, especially at 180 miles an hour. Yes. Flying through. You never know where they're going to end up. So I hope they hopefully they can get that figured out. Right. And I I don't want to hit too much on it. But earlier in earlier in the week after the duels, NASCAR confiscated the tires from the six and the 17. And the reason because they confiscated is they saw something they didn't like. And apparently you have to do with that aluminum ring. That's on there that's supposed to keep the tire, that lug nut, that single lug nut on the axle and keep the tire on the car. RFK saw something they didn't like and they altered it. NASCAR said, no, that is against the rules. You're not supposed to alter any of these parts that you're getting from these vendors. Clearly, there is a problem. I'm going to give a shout out to your dad, Herb. He brought it up when we talked to him, when you were talking to him uh, earlier this afternoon. Right. Aluminum heats up. It does. Faster than anything else. Just like you said. And then it stays warmer than anything else. Yes. And clearly that aluminum ring that's going on there is expanding and it cannot fully engage back on there when they're doing a tire change. Well, and Ryan Blaney had problems. They couldn't even get the one tire on. They had to grab another tire to get it on. Right. Who are you cheersing? I think cheersing for me is going to be Dale McDowell, the Mac Daddy. Two wins at Volusia and six starts with the World of Outlaws. Leaves Volusia second points. He's not running for the championship, but damn, pretty dang cool story for him. He wins the Sunshine Nationals a couple weeks ago, comes back, wins with a stout field of cars, beating cancer, two wins, incredible, super cool for him. He's in a Bloomquist car. He kicks some ass. Definitely cheers, dude. Absolutely cheers to him. Cheers to Emerson. Unfortunately, we got to pour one out and smash the bottle for Baloo's crew. Yep. And uh, hopefully NASCAR gets their tire situation figured out before we head to Auto Club next Sunday. It was a wild speed weeks, and I'm glad it's over. A lot of racing, a lot of racing in the bank. It's going to wrap it up here. Episode 69 in the books. Can't do it without all of our wonderful sponsors here. 
Pretty Polish Junkie. DK Designs. The Racing Insiders. Mueller Jewelers. TCB Speed North. Sky King Designs. Taylor Jolin Photography. LightspeedEquipment.com. JJ's Outpost Bar and Grill. Couldn't do it without you guys. Thank you so much for supporting the Reaction Time Sports Podcast. Thanks a ton, guys. There's 60 more eight of these bad boys you can go back and listen to. And hopefully you don't need an Advil after you're done listening to them. Find them on Apple Podcasts. Google Podcasts. iHeartRadio. Spotify. But most importantly, we appreciate every single one of you that keep tuning in each and every week, supporting the podcast. And make sure if you haven't already, you find us on social media outlets, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Reaction Time Sports Podcast. We're out of here. See ya. You're still here? It's over. Go.